This week on the program, is this one of the greatest movies of all time? I might think so. It's Ricochet. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Earl Talbot Blake. <laughs> <laughs> and we hate movies. Ooh, a celebrity. <laughs> program as always uh like i said up top this is ricochet from the year 1991 directed by russell mulcahy of course you know him as the helmer of the first two highlander motion pictures hell yeah mm. <laughs> this uh, is like uh, the first one's good and <laughs> written by steve d'souza this is like the avengers and the x-men teaming up for we hate movies fans <laughs> totally True. man this is like I think one of you guys, Eric, maybe you said it last night. Like, this is our thesis. The, yeah. <laughs> this, this fucking movie, man. I mean, the cast alone. And by the way, we are thrilled to welcome our new member, Earl. <laughs> hey, Earl. Uh, hello. Hey, Earl. Thanks Hi, for being here. Hi, how are you? How are you, Eric? Thank you for having me on. <laughs> I love your fucking weird pseudo red crop top haircut you have uh, thank you uh the person at the salon had to be eased into the idea i'm wearing a wig in the beginning of this film <laughs> oh, man this is this is an, a lithgow all-timer yeah. i mean it's like a denzel washington all-timer in a way but this is a john lithgow well, all-timer he, he, he's on the ascent in the uh like like hamming it up uh roller coaster because he's about to do uh raising cane which is just off the charts and he's already done blowout yeah that, that was did that. seven yeah. years before this movie came out it's mm. just full-on like he's just like getting the psychopath work it's like if we need a psychopath we're going to lithgow all the time which and is I, so funny i mean for me like my understanding of john lithgow started with third rock from the sun me too yes. <laughs> you know yeah. innocent but, but dick the alien i started there with me too but there was that cliffhanger in the background yeah and see i didn't see nuts. cliffhanger until i was like an adult so like oh. the whole notion of this like genteel alien doofus character that i only knew lithgow as that playing all of these crazy psychopaths is like mind-blowing i'd kind of like him to go out i mean he's getting up there not that he's anywhere near the end but like i'd like to have one more psychopath performance from him yeah. yep oh yeah just a fucking old lunatic of some kind <laughs> totally and john, lithgow. and john lithgow as rudy giuliani oh my god he's about like two feet too tall for that so you'd have to be on his fucking knees like uh like uh what's his face in moulin rouge there eric don't yeah. say that eric don't say that fucking snl will do it oh yeah of course just fucking don't do it you're gonna wish it in john leguizamo that's what i was thinking of ah before we get started here, I'm just going to hit play real quick. Coming soon to theaters. Oh, we've got ourselves the VHS game is uh -oh. happening. Uh-oh. <laughs> the VHS trailer game. Wait, what is happening? Please uh, explain. 
on the while you were sleeping episode we redid our uh vhs trailer game which is a game that we used to play kind of casually whenever i had this movie on vhs enough people and i mean more than six were like please make this a regular feature so for those seven or more people we're doing this once a month going forward baby i, I just say i almost like choked on this beer when you said six people i, I almost died <laughs> Because so it, the way it's going to work this year, um, I am looking at the schedule in advance. I'm getting, I'm breaking my rule. My rule usually is I like to just get stuff from, from uh, what do you call it? There, thrift stores and fucking garbage bins. Okay. Well, you, say- you can't be going to those places with COVID, dude. It was no. bad enough during the bed bug <laughs> epidemic. Steve, I thought I thought your number one rule was that you wouldn't kill people. <laughs> Dude, that's number two. <laughs> number one is I will not buy. But no, so what I'm buying now is I'm looking at the schedule and I'm buying one episode a month, uh, the movie on VHS, and we're gonna wa- we're gonna go through. It, we're gonna play this once a month, and I'm gonna keep score. What's gonna happen at the end of this, by the way, at the end of the season, which will probably be in August? Uh-huh. Yeah. The the we hate movies member uh, with the most points. Gets to use the We Hate Movies, uh, 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 what do you call it? Their debit card, and gets Slush to go. On, gets to go on cameo, and gets to call. Get, gets to put in whatever they want for who for one cameo appearance. We're talking a lot of cool people are on there. Dolph Lundgren, Gary Busey, and oh. a lot of cool people. <laughs> <laughs> the sad celebrity like is Wallace Shawn. Is Wallace Shawn that you? Oh, think? I would love it if Wallace <laughs> Shawn. I am invincible. Something tells me he considers himself above cameo happy birthday he's not but he thinks he is but so the idea is the winner gets to do this at the end of the season and uh we all get to hear it and that winner can write whatever they want this celebrity to say they can trash talk their fellow opponents etc or whatever they'd like to do I love this idea. Yep. So that's so we're gonna keep. I'm gonna keep score here. I by the way, going forward, I will be referred to as the game master during this segment. <laughs> of course, okay. I, I think I see why you set this up. <laughs> Just also uh, should be clear, Steve. You can't win fucking jack shit. Right? I can't. I'm the game master. I'm above it. Um, right. well, I will say sometimes there will be a guest on, and the guest will either feature as a spoiler, um, to you know to take points away from these rotten sons of bitches, sure. or uh, if somehow at the end of all this, which seems almost mathematically impossible, if the guest team wins, we'll have the guest be able to choose that. We'll have like some sort of poll to see which guest we want to be able to choose it. It's never going to happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I was the- going to say though, as of right now, is not my wife Chelsea in the lead in this game? That's the old season. That's not even. That's all that's oh, all that's right. thrown right in the garbage. That's season ten. I forgot. Chelsea, throw your points in the garbage. If you're listening, <laughs> if you have if you have anything in your hand, just throw it in the trash. The way this is gonna work, um, I'm going to give the first clue of every trailer is going to be the game master's clue. That's okay. gonna be worth five points. I wish mm-hmm. I wish we had a buzzer. You know, oh, a buzzer would be great. Right. Maybe that we'll work on that. Yeah, like oh, my man. finger on a fucking trigger oh actually you know what guys we can do it in cast just click the raise your hand function and steve (laughs) all you have to do is watch the screen names and see who raises their hand first okay i can get into that um all right so this this is how it's gonna work um but so you can for every trailer you get to get one guess okay so then once if you guess after the the game master's clue you're out (laughs) okay so so you're gonna give us a clue and then if no and, one gets it, you'll give us another clue. Exactly. So it's five points for the fir- if you get it off the first one. Four points, I will read you a piece of Tribune trivia. Ooh. For th- okay. And nobody gets it there. For three points, I will read the IMDb tr- tagline. 
Okay. Okay, but and now then, if, if I answer just off the first clue and I'm wrong, I sit out that round. Is that yes, the until okay. the next trailer. Gotcha. Um, then uh, for number, and then for two points, I will give you one star, uh, one star of the film, and then for one more point, I'll give you one final star. Obviously, everything will build on itself. Right. You could probably get it by that point. So it's five, four, three, two, one, and then if nobody gets it, nobody gets it. Uh, and there is, I'll, I'll, there is, there are movies that I've never heard of, which I, like, not that I've not seen. If I've never heard of this movie, <laughs> everything's worth double. Um, okay. So that's wow. Gonna, that's, so that's okay. Steve. I have to say, I sincerely appreciate the thought that you've put into this ridiculous <laughs> yes. idea. Yeah, this is pretty intense. So <laughs> this the, fucking so rules. The VHS for Ricochet House. It has how many trailers? It's got three trailers. Great question, okay. Eric. I'm going to try. If I don't want this to be the whole show, so if there's like five trailers, six trailers, I'll call it down to three. But we'll we'll try and keep it at around three trailers. By the way, I tried to do this with Toy Soldiers, but Toy Soldiers had no fucking trailers on it. Wow. Oh, that's really? bullshit. That's, that's weird. By the way, like if any network execs are listening, which I know you are, this would be a great, you know, sp- no one wants to watch The Price is Right anymore. We want to talk about movies. Totally. I don't need to guess the price of patio furniture. So this is also a TV pilot. Go ahead, Steve. All right. So for the round one, uh, this the Game Master's Clue for the first trailer, because uh, I'm the Game Master, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Oh, thanks for reminding uh, me, dude. Yeah. I almost forgot who And that's game a capital G A M E. Don't get funny. Who's, game Master. Who's talking? Did you say J A M E? Did I did I say that? I meant to say G A M E. I think I've you had literally a... spelled the word game wrong. <laughs> You're a jam master. Uh, this is going great. Uh networking oh, 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 sex. I got, I got the answer. Strawberry. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Fuck faces. Here it comes. Sure. Uh, so the first clue, the Game Master's clue for the first round is a buddy cop movie we, the show, have passed on numerous times because it's too racist to do. There's even a slur in the first line of the trailer. Uh, wow. uh, I got Andrew first. Uh, I'm going to say collision course. He's got it. He's got five yes. points. Big five points. Yes. Wow. That fucking never happens to me, so that's pretty fun. Is that the first line of the trailer is some guy being like, I know who you are. I speak your blank language. Oh, Honda no. wow. Nagasaki. In the, trailer? In the fucking trailer, the Not first good. line. Uh, fucking Christ. That's one of those secrets. Like, we, I don't think we've ever announced on the air we'll never do that movie because it's too racist, but we can never do that movie. It's too racist. No, we can't do that. There's nothing else to talk about aside from like how badly Jay Leno is dressed and acts in that movie. Otherwise, uh, it's just racism top I to once, bottom. I once rented that movie, and my I never seen my father more disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> really, more disappointed than that? Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, I, that was the start where the the life left his eyes whenever he looked at me. <laughs> that was the first time. And then does he know what you do for a living now? Yeah, I mean, he says he's proud. I don't know. <laughs> hey, anyway. hey, this is a cabin boy household, okay? As far as <laughs> light night starring vehicle, I lo- I like cabin boy to this day, probably. Pretty fun movie. All right. (laughs) So that's one. Andrew gets five big points there. Okay. Two two trailers, right? Two trailers left. Two trailers to go. I can get this. I can get this. So the Game Master's clue here (laughs) is a sleek 90s buddy cop movie that involves professional football. That's Chris Cabin. That's the last Boy Scout. That is the last oh, Boy Scout. Eric excellent. was Eric was right on his heels. Did you have that as well, Eric? Yeah, I did. Uh, it's a bummer. That's uh, all right. I'm slow. Uh, the tribute <laughs> trivia, just to say it, uh, the word fuck is used 102 times. 
that is one of those famous movies where the fuck count is incredibly high. By the yeah. way, I just want to point out that both trailers were buddy cop comedies. Yes, <laughs> totally. on, a bu- on a sort of buddy. This isn't a buddy cop movie, but it's sort of going. All right, so last one. This is a buddy cop movie where I was so excited the buddy is fucking brutally murdered. <laughs> we'll get to it later. So, Eric, you might be feeling pretty bad right now, but guess what? Yeah. The third movie is a movie I nor no one has ever heard of. Oh, so the points are doubled. Okay. All right. So the game master's clue here <laughs> is an erotic thriller starring Ooh. two almost stars that centers around erotic photographer. So so obscure and unwatchable. They have clips of th- these actors on like shows like the Dennis Miller show and Regis and Kathy Lee explaining the movie. It's insane. Oh no! Wow. I've never seen. Wow. So. It's a what's it it's about a, again? It's an erotic thriller starring two stars, you know, mid-level, low-level stars. Stars ish. Can can ish. we ask? Here's a question for the game master. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Uh, <laughs> can we clarify something in clues that you give? Sure. I mean, and especially for this, these crazy ones. Uh, and, well, and and I can ask the question, and then you can just like choose not to answer it. But my sure. question is, are we talking? These are almost movie stars, or are these like almost television stars that accidentally made their way into a movie? Fair point. No, these are people that were in movies that probably that were stars or almost like really close to being movie stars, but weren't. Okay. Hmm. Um, uh, it centers around erotic photography, uh, and that's kind of it. Okay, so huh. erotic photography. Erotic photography. Uh, can can you give us a year? Uh, I mean, this is all around Ricochet, so this is like 91-ish. And I will try when they do announce this on... The, sometimes it's like, oh, it's coming soon to theaters. Sometimes it's coming soon to video cassette. but this didn't have that. Okay. So we're just going to go... All right, so that's... So no wait one got a the, minute. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Are you, well, here's the thing, Chris. Do you want to mm-hmm. chance it now, or do you want to wait to get the, the trivia? Wait, what, do, what do I lose? Uh, your dignity. No, you, if you guess now, you can't guess again for this round. Until you get a new clue? Well, no, until, until no, you're, totally you're, you're out of oh, this. I'm, totally done. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> okay. Is this that Madonna Truth or Dare movie? No, it's not. Oh. Okay. And also, I'm gonna need more than that Madonna Truth or Dare movie. Says I, I the think game it's called master. Madonna Truth or Dare. <laughs> okay, got it. I think yeah. In that case, I think Chris, you're totally right. Now that I think about that. Okay, so that's uh, so, so Chris, Chris is out. out of I'm the out. game. I'm out. So now Ooh. for eight points, here's Ooh. the Tribune trivia. This film, I mean, it's not, no one's ever going to get this movie. This film is listed among the, the 100 most amusingly bad movies ever made in the Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's book, The, Gold, the Official Razzie Movie Guide. Oh, John Jesus. Wilson, that's a, that's a dude I trust with uh, movie recommendations <laughs> for sure. So it's, it's about photography? Yes, or it centers around erotic photography. It's a thriller, so there's like murder going on too. Oh, okay. Huh. So it hmm. probably has like a generic ass name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting close, Eric. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I do think by the end of this, both of you should try just name what this movie might be called. Uh, okay, so then I, the IMDb tr- tagline: He's a master of seduction, every woman's fantasy, every woman's nightmare. In order to trap him, a female district attorney will have to uh, make the ultimate sacrifice herself. <laughs> Mm. Ah. Mm. Mm. So okay. All right, we're, we're gonna get, getting up to the actors pretty soon, unless we unless we anyone wants to well, make a these guess. These aren't like real stars. Then I think it's not even that huge of a clue to hear what <laughs> who the actors are. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, so are you gonna make a guess, Eric? You gotta wait. I'm gonna. Well, it's not. Well, 
I'm going to wait. Okay. I'm going to wait. So star number one for four points, Patrick Bergen. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. 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 Holy mother. <laughs> Interesting. That's a more I... well-known one? No, he's the it goes le- least known, more well known. That way, it's sort of you build on it. Okay. Oh, wi- okay. Shit. You're out. Shut up. I know. I just I I think I yeah. Um. Oh, I'm trying to remember who that dude is, and I know it's not this movie, so this isn't my guess. Patrick Bergen is the guy, a guy in Sleeping with the Enemy. Yes, he is the bad guy in Sleeping with yes. the Enemy. He's which the is husband, the, yes. boyfriend, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next star, and this is, this will get you two points, two full points. All right, Sean Young. Wow, interesting. Now this title, uh, how many words is it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no! You know, all right, I would Who's just the title of, in a sentence. Uh, no, I, I, it's two. It's it's two words. I'll give you two words. All right, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna guess. Uh huh. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say something totally generic, like I don't know blackmail no it's, it's good, okay. good 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 choice uh so now it's up to andrew sean young and patrick bergen you'll never get it oh fuck no you, yeah that's like, chris looking it up on imdb <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know eric you guess like totally nothing you guess a, I, yeah, a I just, fake th- title yeah mm-hmm. i was just like blackmail. let me just yeah, oh, let me like, go with a fake-ish sounding title. Anything bl- like, bland. Sex crime. I yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so what's, what's, what's yours, what's yours going to be, Andrew? My fake guess was sex crime. Okay. <laughs> Chris, do you have it or no? Chris is out. No, no, no. I'm just curious before. Oh, before I, I see. He, he's totally out. I, I'm out, and I wouldn't win it, but like this, we're, we're all giving up at this point anyway. Yes. Is this fucking lo- love crimes? Oh shit! He got it. It's the film <laughs> Love Crimes. Sex Crimes. This, you were close. Is, you were very close. It is the weirdest fucking movie I've ever. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. The I'm trailer is bonkers. He's like, it's Patrick Bergen. He's running around. He's making girls act like horses. It's crazy. Because oh, it's what? It's Lizzie Borden. It's a, a Born oh, in Flames working yeah. girl. Yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, I didn't wow. know it was a Lizzie Borden yeah. movie. So that oh. is, that's been the trailer game. That's huh? been the trailer game. So uh, Chris and uh, Chris and Andrew uh, uh, tied for five points. Eric yet to score, but we mm-hmm. we have October to look forward to. We got yeah. quite. We got some time to do this. Mm-hmm. So what, right. what were the movies again, Steve? That we got this, it was, this round. It was Collision Course for the first one. That's what okay. uh, Andrew got, and then yeah. the second one was uh, Last Boy Scout. Chris got. That. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Fucking love crimes. And you know what's funny? I have heard of that movie. That is a, like, I've seen the VHS cover or something. I didn't know it was a Lizzie Borden movie, and I certainly did not I, remember it now. I always got it mixed up with um, that uh, the Lynch daughter, uh, Boxing Helena. They have oh, very yeah, yeah. similar-looking yeah, covers. Yeah, okay, I buy that. All right. So that was a trailer game, guys. We're going to keep that going, I hope. I'm unless loving people, it. Unless oh, yeah. more than six people say don't do that. So that's going to be different. No, no, we're going to go for it. We're going to do whatever the hell we want on well, this show. Yeah, I mean, there you go, folks. 20 minutes about the trailer <laughs> <laughs> on the VHS tape of Ricochet. You know, and Steve, if you wanted to do this more than once a month, I could give you the 99 cents to buy the other VHS tapes. <laughs> That's a fair point. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm just saying that because I had a ton of fun. There you I go. I like games. That was games a good are fun. game. Games are we fun. We could do some sort of movie trivia thing live on the internet, I feel. 
We could feel we would excel at that. Just, just put it out there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this movie, Ricochet, whose uh, VHS trailers we just talked about for 20 minutes, uh, is fucking great. I will say, I always love getting people's histories of these movies and, or, you know, the experience with movies that we're doing as episodes. And I watched this for the first time last night, and this was this was in my Letterboxd review, too. I am disgusted with myself. <laughs> I, I waited 29 years to watch this movie because it fucking rules. This, this, to me, is like Last Boy Scout level, like outlandish crime movie, action crime movie. Like, I love this. I would say it's better than The Last Boy Scout. For mm. me, I think so, too. Yeah, I think this is great. I mean, I've seen it. I saw it a few years ago, and I've been just waiting for us to do it. So I'm it's- so glad this day is here. It's my first time too. It's my favorite kind of '90s action movie. It's hard as nails and dirt stupid, and it's like <laughs> I I love that combo so much. It's Wait. so funny because it's like at certain points of this movie, you feel like saying to the movie, "Like, will you take it easy?" <laughs> and then, like seconds later, you're just right back into it. Like, no, nope, forget I had any hesitation. This rules. They they made they uh, learned all the right lessons from canon. Like, this is a movie where, like, they really got, like, it's a little bit more mature than you would think from a canon, but the violence is correct. It's it's smart, too, because it's got two really good actors, obviously, leading it, and yeah. excellent actors, I'd call them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, which, which ones? Ice-T uh, and Kevin Pollack. Yeah. <laughs> the duo, back again. I was I was trying to get someone to say Denzel Washington. Oh, oh, of course, Denzel Washington. Because on our Patreon this month, we have <laughs> Inside Man, directed by Spike Lee, is our uh, bonus episode there. Right, so this episode uh, is airing on a Tuesday, and that episode uh, of Spike Lee's Inside Man, We Love Movies, will be out uh, the end of this same week. I'm excited about that. We do talk about the trailer <laughs> to Inside Man, some ba- background on it. No game, oh, right? nice connection there. Yep, totally. This uh, Ricochet yeah. comes out actually weirdly between two Spike, his first two Spike Lee movies, I think, which is yep. Mo Better Blues and uh, Malcolm X is the year after this. And in the same year that this movie came out, he also had Mira Nair's Mississippi Masala. Good movie. And what's weird is like, I mean, it's kind of funny actually, because in 1990, yes, he was in Mo Better Blues. And the year before that, he was in Glory. But in between those two movies, he was in fucking Heart Condition. <laughs> but I feel like there's something about like right now, like a 1991 Denzel Washington. That's a 1992 Denzel Washington and a 1990 Denzel Washington. And it's just, it's weird to see him having been in, like, such great movies, and then be in this, like, weird, like, uncomfortably violent cop movie. Yes. Well, I think that's part of his taste, because he continues to do this a little bit, because we got virtuosity also in the 90s. That's true. That Yeah, that comes four years later. I think we have our rule about, uh, we mentioned on Inside Man, like, for every two Denzel Washington cop movies, one or for every three, one is good. Right. He plays a cop a trillion times. I don't know, if, this is definitely not his first, because Heart Condition, I believe, he's also a cop. No, he's so a like, lawyer. He's oh, a, he's lawyer. a lawyer in that movie? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, and here, he's a cop that becomes a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he also plays a ton of lawyers. Obviously, Philadelphia, very famous. He's a lawyer in that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lawsuit, the Chris Cabin famous, <laughs> oh famous God. costume. Is he? A, what is he in the Pelican brief? He's a lawyer, reporter. He's What's a going reporter. on? Reporter. Okay, yeah, that's a movie that <sighs> might be a stay tuned. I, I don't know. I really that is like my premier fucking hangover movie. That is up there with the Fugitive for me. I mean, it is an Alan J. Pakula early 90s two and a half hour oh, conspiracy yeah. movie oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sam Shepard is in that movie. You know, John Hurt is in that movie. Tony Goldwyn. My, James Seeking himself. My hot take is that that is a better movie than The Firm, flat out. Oh, yeah. The Firm's not great, honestly. It's not it, very good, but it's got one of the best casts ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, just, just for anyone who wants to know, this movie is about uh, Denzel Washington as a cop who then becomes a lawyer who busts. Uh, John Lithgow and John Lithgow becomes obsessed with him and destroying his life in a Joker esque fashion. Yep, and that's yeah. all. That's all there is to it. And yep. it's an hour and forty minutes, and it's wonderful. It's, it, yeah, another big bonus for this movie, man. Under two hours, primo content. Was the Joker's uh, like or, original name ever Earl Talbot Blake? That could <laughs> I could believe that, dude. It is that is the that is if when you are named Earl Talbot Blake, you are asking for the electric chair. Just to, not <laughs> yeah. not lethal injection, not fucking hanging. It is you look, are asking for the electric look, chair. Look, honey, we knew when we named it that that he was going to assassinate a president. Okay, <laughs> we just knew that was going to happen. We just got to curve him away from that. We got to well, we got to work with him. It's important for kids to dream. Yes, it, it is. Now, Earl Talbot Blake, electricity will pass through your body till death. <laughs> it was uh, I was because I was thinking about the electric chair a lot while watching this movie. <laughs> sure. Because like he should totally get the chair in this movie just by his namesake alone, but he does not. But I I as my as you guys know, and as uh, my wife knows, and as uh, people who follow me on the internet know, uh, I was super stoned, and I bought the entire Creepshow series on DVD. Uh, and so I broke oh, you into mean, it. You mean Tales from the Crypt, by Oh, the way. Tales from the Crypt, excuse yep. me. All right. See, now you had texted about that last night, and you said Tales from the Crypt, and then today it would change, and I was like, oh, he was high last night, and it was like, Creepshow. Well, no, I, I was high, but it was Tales from the Crypt. I was going to say, the Creepshow series, isn't that like just on Shudder? Yeah, yes. and it's not good. Yeah. Uh, no, so thank you for correcting me. No, Tales from the Crypt, the, the seven seasons of the HBO show on DVD. Oh, Get ready for it. The fucking, I mean, it was inc- it was incredible. I only watched the first two episodes, and it was an instant flashback. I remembered both of the episodes very well. Were there any the- trailers? <laughs> no, <laughs> no trailers to speak of, but the pilot episode is an episode about William Sadler plays a dude who's an executioner at a jail whose job is just giving people the chair and then the state that he's in <laughs> it's a living uh yeah totally the state that he's in uh uh Texas. Rem- removes the death penalty so not oh, Texas okay uh, uh never heard so of he- yeah Vermont <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be California is where I, he is I'm kind of surprised that the disc doesn't have like a, a, a trailer for like dream on or something <laughs> no trailers but it's a DVD it's a standard def DVD box set that was yeah. clearly made like probably pre 9-11 when you turn that disc on before you can play any episode you better believe you're taking an entire menus length tour through the crypt keeper's house Christ. <laughs> anyway all this to say william sadler starts uh like electrocuting people that he finds like uh, that have like gotten off of crimes or something so he's just like sitting in courtrooms like listening to verdicts and then electrocuting people who he feels should have been given the chair it kicks ass classic episode it's a really good one <laughs> no ma'am you jaywalked and that means you get the chair <laughs> see i would say that's a good idea to give john lithgow the electric chair the problem is is that his brain is so powerful that he would turn into the west craven villain shocker Ooh. and that, we just know that's going to yep. happen because his brain's too big that movie rules but that's a total stay tuned oh yeah hell yeah so um, we start you know, off- i have to I want to say really quickly, sorry, but just yeah. that the the opening title sequence here. Oh please! The score and the titles. I'm telling you right now, 
the estates of Bernard Herman and Saul Bass had a fucking case because they rip off Psycho so hard. It's ridiculous. And it's not Psycho. It's Ricochet, guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the this yep. silliest movies get. Easily. Yep. Exactly. And it's not even like a Brian De Palma, like a, what the hell, Raising Cane, another fucking psycho uh, Lithgow film. Yeah. That is silly, but it's De Palma anyway, so it kind of is, you know, elevated to that. It's not that. It's interesting, though, that you you mentioned De Palma, dude, because there's two, at least two, maybe more instances in this movie uh, where they choose, and I don't know if this is, you know, Russ Mulcahy or whoever, you know, the, working with you know the DP, whoever shot the movie. Mm-hmm. There's definitely at least two distinct split diopter shots that they have here, and that's like De Palma up and down the board. The dude loves using those. Yeah. And they're here in this movie, and it just it between that like that and Lithgow being in this movie, and then like thinking about raising Kane and like this this to me totally feels like a Brian De Palma movie. It would be great if it ends and it's like it towards the end, Kevin Pollock comes in to see Denzel Washington, and he's like uh, Nick, uh, it looks like you 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 did all this to yourself. Uh, you killed all those people. Uh, you're Earl Talbot Blake. Oh. And then it's uh, John Lithgow's voice comes in his head and is like, "They're just kidding you. They're just trying to get you away from me." But yeah. like Kevin Pollock would have came in, come in and like done his uh, classic impressions, like oh, yeah. Captain Kirk's telling him, "You're." <sighs> Earl Talbot, Blake, Blake. You're out to lunch. <laughs> it, it is. It's your classic, your, what do you call it there? Like, it's a working comedian that's famous for stuff. You want to get him into movies. And for some reason, you're like, well, you want to see him do the thing he does, even in the film Ricochet. Okay, so he's a cop. He does funny impressions of celebrities, <laughs> and he's doing them all day long. It's just so weird because like, it's it's poor Denzel Washington. You know, Denzel fucking Washington has to go up to uh, Kevin Pollock in one scene and be like, you know, it's like that silly show you watch, Star Trek. And he's like, it's just really like, come on, do the thing. <laughs> it is like you can see these setups. It's like Kevin Pollock is being asked to play T-ball in this movie. <laughs> the setups are so terrible too because that one is like you know women love uniforms because they're cops so they're talking about uniforms and they, and and he says that uh, oh like that show star trek you watch and he, and kevin pollock's like that's right captain kirk would have never gotten laid unless he had that uniform and i'm like what are you talking about it's a fucking gold sweatshirt <laughs> Um, we start, which is where you want to start, is a two-on-two uh, basketball game with Denzel Washington and, and uh, Kevin Pollock yep. versus Ice-T and this enormous dude. Yep. And, and, you know, it's outrageous to me that by the end of this uh, street court match, somehow Denzel Washington and Kevin Pollock are the winners. It's, it's, There's I'm, no way Kevin Pollock has ever won a basketball game. <laughs> no. Like, get out of town. Dude, he is dishing to Denzel Washington like <laughs> fucking John Stockton these outlet passes. I'm like, get the fuck out of town. Well, so that was fake. his Stockton impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. And like, at the same time, as unbelievable as, as it is, it's also hysterical because Ice-T is doing like the... Yeah, we're playing street court rules or whatever. And him and this huge dude are throwing Kevin Pollock all over this basketball court. He gets shoved into a fence at one point. <laughs> Laughter for minutes. I deposit almost. 
It, it, but it also looks like I mean, just because of the time and everything, it looks like white men can jump. Like are are uh, got next. You know what I mean? Like Wesley and uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson are just waiting, and Woody Harrelson's wearing that dumb hat. I think is is Ice T wearing a similar stupid hat in this scene? Kind of, sort of. He, he's got a few stupid hats in this movie. <laughs> sure. Right. Towards Let's the play. end too. Let's play the stupid hat game. <laughs> Let's hear the soundtrack. <laughs> The hat, uh, the hat master. <laughs> the hat, oh, dude, hat I, I would. I would never imagine myself to be the hat. Master. Oh, you know what? If we're the hat game, it would have to be called haberdashers. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, nice. <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. So they're playing, and like they end, and like basically, like Ice T's like, yeah, we're not friends anymore because you're a stupid job. And I'm like, what's happening? It's a lot really quickly. It's a yeah. It's a weird like they don't set it up too well, but I think the idea is that Ice T playing Odessa uh, and Denzel Washington's characters grew up together, and now yes. it's a thing yeah. where it's like Odessa has chosen the streets, and Denzel Washington is a cop, so like they can't, you Cows, know, their, their yeah. paths shall not meet anymore, kind of a thing. It took me forever to realize what uh, what uh, Denzel Washington's actual character name was in this movie because I think in the first scene, what you call it, um, Ice T is calling him PK, which we find out later is a, is like a, a dig for preacher's kid, and I'm like, yeah. so his name is PK what? PK Styles? <laughs> yes. Like, is it yeah, Perry? I, is it Paul? They don't... I was confused about that well, too, and you you figure it out uh, when John Amos has that rally. At his church, like fifty minutes into this movie, exactly. yeah, it's like a telethon. What's funny about that is, like, fifty minutes of the movie, you don't know what his name is besides <laughs> PK, and then they won't let you stop hearing it. It's yes. Nick Styles, D- D- assistant DA, Nick Styles, and this new scandal, I, Nick Styles yeah. scandal. I I also understand that because, like, Nick Styles also sounds like a nickname. Mm. Like, if I said that, it's like, what is it, is Z at the end of that? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> well, because, that's, a good call, uh, that's a good call, Chris, because unfortunately, the name Styles has been ruined by the film franchise Teen Wolf. Ruined? This is true. Pardon me? <laughs> it's been elevated. Exactly. I see. I mean, it just sucks that here I am watching this fucking crazy Denzel Washington movie, and I'm thinking about Styles from Teen Wolf. Both of them. Oh, you just introduced my new game, Teen Wolf Rules, where I just talk about Teen Wolf for 20 minutes. <laughs> We did that in L.A. <laughs> That's <year>. a good point. <laughs> um, and uh, around here uh, is also, you know, is it's kind of weird because it's like Denzel Washington meeting the woman who will be his wife for the rest of the movie. But right now, like, she's just sitting on a picnic table reading Moby Dick and watching them play basketball. This is really confusing. I thought they were already together. Yes, totally. Like, the, 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 she's there, she's his girlfriend, and they're kind of hanging out. But it's he right. very, very uh, easily, not easily, starts very clearly starts flirting with her right after the game. Yeah, she has a killer line right here. I was laughing my tits off when uh, Denzel like comes up and he's hitting on her, and he's got—I think he's like getting ready to go to work with Kevin Pollock or whatever—and he's like holding a pair of shoes, and she asks him if he bought those shoes in the dark, <laughs> which is like this movie's equivalent of Rodney being like, uh, "Oh, you know, uh, nice shirt. Did it come with a pair of pants?" Kind of a thing. Right? Oh. Yeah, it looks good on you though. Look, yeah. <laughs> look, honey, pay less shoes. They take 30% off if you look for the shoes in the dark. Save their electricity bill a little bit. But this conversation is dripping with sexuality. Oh, and for Denzel, sure. Denzel, yep. in this movie, he's got so many like sleazy huh. pickup lines to 
almost every female character. Dude, I was so horny watching this movie. I can't even tell she, you. He finds out that <laughs> his future wife goes to USC, and he's like, oh, I love their mascot, the Trojan. Oh. Dude, and that is low, man. When your pickup line <laughs> involves the brand name of condoms, very low. I mean, he's flirting with everybody. It's not just women. I mean, all the men, too, are going to get his father gets it a little bit. <laughs> Dude, we see some Denzel dick in this movie. It's uh-huh. incredible. It's insane. I, now, I rewound. Thank you. I rewound. Multiple times. Same. Well, I, to be I, fair, uh, Counselor, I was watching this on a VHS tape. It could have been anything. Okay. I, I, I freezed framed multiple times, and I think there might have been, like, he was definitely naked, but he I think he had, like, a little, like, cover. God, yes. Flesh-colored, like, Yep, he's just got he's, a bump. Basically. Yeah, he's doing a flesh-colored Red Hot Chili Peppers. Rub yes. my bump, uh, and it's like you, so you can see his dick, but it's like in a sock. So it's like um, Alan Rickman as the Metatron in Dogma is what we're saying—the bump, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yes, his it. dick no, but was... it's it's not a bump though. Like you can see column-looking schlong shit. It, it's shaft-esque. It's his dick is shaft-esque. in a his dick is in a cocoon. It's also yeah. not. It's not slick like Rickman's thing is. Yeah, it's, that's like, a, it's, it's drier. Like a, I think maybe his character has a medical condition where he's got like extra foreskin. Mm. You know, he's got like five skin. <laughs> oh God. Um. So whatever they they go on the job and it's. They're just walking around. It's Denzel and uh, Kevin Pollock walking around a fair, uh, uh, just kind of patrolling it a bit. Yeah, and this is I got I got extra alert here. Oh, I love this guy. There is a guy. There is uh. a guy. So like when it cuts to the the fair, there's like a bandstand and there's some bands playing or whatever. There is a guy who kind of looks like a really young, like maybe like a Louis Anderson type build, rocking the fuck out to this band. It is the funniest extra work I have seen. I think since Dante's Peak. He's rocking out so hard he's got to hold on to a railing. He's, he's just- holding. <laughs> I know he's holding this railing. <laughs> It's incredible. I want that guy's movie. Dwight, Dwight, can we go? No, I'm still going. <laughs> They're so fucking good. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just some terrible band playing like Tutti Fruity or some shit. This guy's losing his mind. And then like Denzel watches it. Oh, so I hear you have a, a Captain Kirk impression. <laughs> God, what do you think about airline food? What's dumb about this is it presupposes that, like, at this point, Kevin Pollock's character has not been talking to Denzel Washington's character about Star Trek repeatedly for, like, all of their partnership. Because you're right, Steve, he has that line of, like, What's that show you watch? Star Trek? Like, you would be inundated <laughs> with alien? Star Trek information. And also, like, Denzel, sorry, dude, like, you know what Star Trek is. You may not watch it, yeah. but you know what Star Trek is. He you does. Do. He does have that. Uh, so, uh, Pollock does the line, but it is that great um, uh, Kirk line the, you belong in the, you belong in the circus, Spock, next to the dog faced boy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Legend of the dog face woman. I feel like Pollock was one of the people that invented that impression, kind of. Like, he was really early on, on like doing the halting way of talking kind of a thing. He popularized it, I guess, with uh, like Comedy Central specials and shit. But like, it had to have existed. Like, when that show was on the air or in syndication, I would imagine, right? Well, like, when they were doing, I mean, when they were doing Star Trek on like early SNL, wasn't. Like Belushi was doing him. Oh, like that way, yeah, that makes but sense. But I, but I too. think he was just like talking. 
one of the most interesting things I've ever heard was um, that both, um, what do you call it, that, that uh, Dana Carvey and Kevin Pollock were on the phone and they both kind of came up with the George H.W. Bush impression together. They forgot who was each one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a body swap comedy. That's weird. So they like they were just kind of workshopping it. Like they oh, collaborated yeah. on an impression. I, I mean, I, then you, we do that here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess it, you hear true. somebody do something, then you could do it, kind of a thing. Right? Yeah, you're just kind of mimicking the other person. But I love the notion of like stop, you know, us stopping and me being like, so Steve, like when we're doing jo- uh, Jim Belushi, uh, you really got to remember to accent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. a picture of them like workshopping and uh, 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 affectations oh, and impressions. Uh, you could just imagine Dan Carp be like, "Nah, that's more of a that's that's like a a Prescott or a Jeb even. That's not, <laughs> not quite there. It's Jeb esque. <laughs> it's a little too Jeb esque. Got to be eviler, eviler. So um, they're walking around, and then like you you cut to um, this warehouse full of drugs. Obviously, it's the sure. 90s vague drug trade. Uh-huh. You see, one of the guys is the guy, Little Yeti Seinfeld. Yeah, dude, the great <laughs> Miguel Sandoval. He's awesome. Love him. Definitely not in this movie too long as Vargas. <laughs> uh, he is the villain in Clear and Present Danger, and like I watched that movie so much that like he became like, to me, he's as big as Christopher Walken. <laughs> wow, <laughs> because Sandoval. Because I watched the movies he was in so much. Like, yes, I know that rule. Yeah, I just I, I have that with him. Love it. And he's great. I mean, he's in this movie for two seconds, but it's always great seeing him and stuff. So it's it's uh, John Lithgow in his part uh, as Earl Talbot Blake and his partner Kim. This young guy, this young short dude who's like his sidekick, sort of. A Renfield, if you will. Yes. Yes, it is a total (laughs) Renfield situation. (laughs) I need to know what magic is bonding this dude to this fucking tall creep. I don't know, man, but it totally freaks me out. And this guy, like, he's been in a couple of Oliver Stone movies. Uh, The actor's name is Josh Evans. Like he's in the doors and born on the fourth of July. There needs to be two. There need two things need to be clarified in this movie. One is is Kim in love with Earl Talbot Blake? And just I think that's implied. Ha- yeah, hang a hat on a little bit. I'd like that. And also, two is uh, Earl Talbot Blake a racist, like a full on racist, and that's what this movie's uh, about. Kim Maybe. Kim wants to be in early on what he assumes is going to be the Blake cult that is coming. <laughs> I see. So he wants to be really early on. He wants to be in like the higher echelons of what he assumed will be a major, major player in the cult game. He wants right. to be the Allison Mack of this cult. Yeah, yes, absolutely. he wants to be the Allison Mack of John <laughs> Lithgow's fucking cult. But I think, Steve, to answer your question about the racism, I don't think that John Lithgow's character is supposed to be racist because it appears that he does have a real disdain for these neo-Nazis that he meets up with in prison. Yeah, I guess he's got a disdain for everyone. I guess that's also true. Like, all life. Yeah. I mean, this this character is really... If the end of this movie was like, hey, surprise audience, this is an alien that's been stuck here for a (laughs) hundred years, and he despises humanity, I'd be like, yep, checks out. I think it's like a Daniel Plainview thing. He has a competition in him. Because <laughs> well, he's, he's coming into this thing, and like he goes up to Kim. Like Kim's like, yeah, we're going to get these guys. And he grabs him and shoves a key in his mouth. That's a lot of something going on there. And he's uh-huh. like, this is my big night. You better not ruin it for me. It's a like, big night? Like, what? Is this like the your hitman audition, maybe? Yeah, well, Why he... don't you just fucking announce that this is an inside job? <laughs> when he finally sets up to like do this cat and mouse with Denzel and get his revenge, he said that, like, 
you were just starting and I was just starting and I wasn't allowed to. Oh, yes. so this is like his big move tonight look, is busting up Miguel Sandoval's game. Look, right. look, if you're going to start a new cult, you have to make it big. You have to make the first <laughs> event big. And then I'll I go s- to jail, obviously, and when I come back, oh my God, the cult times will have. <laughs> um, I love, so it's like Lithgow just busts in with a shotgun. Miguel Sandoval is like, oh, you'll excuse me, fellow gang members, I have to use the restroom. And like hides, and then Lithgow comes in with a shotgun and just starts blasting these dudes. Ooh, and we so are good. seeing this, seeing squibs, a lot of squib work, a lot of cannon esque squib work yeah. here. This is like RoboCop level yes, violence. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And that's that's this moment exactly when John Lithgow goes into this room. I was like, I am here for the rest of this movie. Every last second of this movie, I'm here for it. The 1970s knew how to film live music. The 1990s knew how to film shotguns. That's like what we were really good at. That's like shotgun-related trauma we love. And I, I love it. You'll never. I see mean, I'm thinking of T2. By the way, that's mm-hmm. a, that's some of the greatest shotgunning. I mean, you oh, get a yeah. whole shotgun explanation in a second here, <laughs> uh, and it's fucking great. So, like, all these dudes are dead, and then like Miguel Sandoval like comes out of the bathroom like drying his hands, and he's like, "Gracias, amigo." Oh, oh my god. Fucking Lithgow just going, day nada, and blowing him away. I, I, that was the first actual howling in my apartment. Oh, my God, dude. Day nada indeed, <laughs> sir. It's, it's just a great, like, smash cut. Day nada. And he just yeah. blasts him. You can just imagine it on, like, an, an, like, an oldies rock station as part of, like, the mix of, like, the big intro package. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Coming up today on the river, day nada. We're talking with yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Someone used that in something. Um, so they they hear all the shotguns. Like, hey, maybe we should. Go. I mean, also like if you're the world's greatest criminal, uh, John Lithgow, like, uh oh, a town fair is next to me. Maybe I'll wait on the shotgunning. Totally. Like it's an. I couldn't Get believe a it. Silenced I was like, pistol, asshole. Yeah, totally. You're like fifty feet away from this carnival, like. No carnival's going to be that loud that you're covering up shotgun blasts. Also, you know, maybe wait till tomorrow. But is, <laughs> is it that maybe he views the carnival as like this? There's stuff going on. I can yeah. get out of like that's a distraction. I can get away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, oh, there's rides and people yelling and whatever. Well, like maybe they won't hear it. And I think he's right if all he was shotgunning was Miguel Sandoval. Right. But he blasts like four other dudes before he gets to him. Oh, yeah, because he's he's Sandoval has hired him, right? That's the you assumption. That's question I mark. Think yeah. that's, well, I mean, hired him, or they're like in on it together, or whatever. And then you know, Lithgow just like dupes him. Yeah, it's like a, a Joker esque, like you're the last guy, kind of a thing, possibly. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah, totally. Um, so whilst um Kim is like the, the getaway driver, and then uh, Kevin Pollock is like freeze. Oh, you're going to look real good in the cell, sweet cheeks. And it's like, oh, Kevin, (laughs) Kevin Pollock, really? Yeah, Yeah, come on. I love the, uh, like, so Lithgow, like, freaks out and jumps out a window to escape. And the fucking stunt double is, like, front and center. (laughs) There's no effort whatsoever to cover up this person's face jumping out the window. Which I appreciate, honestly. Oh, totally. Give these guys their due. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. take me out of the movie. It's funny. It I- is kind of funny <laughs> that this movie is kind of like, it starts with the third act of Blowout, and it's like, but well, what if he doesn't die kind of yeah. thing? <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. What if he doesn't murder that woman in front of the fireworks? 
Uh, this, you know, so like they get in the standoff. This is uh, outrageous. And Denzel, oh my god, I love it. Him just um, taking off his clothes. Well, this is nuts. Well, first he, he's he's got him. Like Denzel Washington has him by gunpoint, and like he's like he gives him the shotgun explanation. Like you can't shoot me, I'll kill you first. And he's got the hold on him. But then a woman yes. <laughs> comes out of a bathroom. And, like, it's not like you're just on tracks. It's not like you're just an airhead. You know what you're doing when you choose to walk in the middle of a shootout. <laughs> yeah. Like, she just walks in the middle of this thing. And if I was Denzel Washington, I'd lose my cool. I'd be like, really, lady? I had him. I had him right here. She also comes out of the porta potty like, saying something. Like, she's she's, uh, like... She's been in an argument with somebody because she comes out. And I, you hear her say something like, hey, Karen, or something like that. And then John Lithgow's like, don't mind if I do. The Lithgow line to oh, Denzel. I love it. Oh, my God. I rewound it like 10 times and put the captions on and everything. She's going to need a paper bag over her head when her boyfriend fucks what's left of her. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, the, one of the Lithgow lines of the century. I was going to say, if I'm her boyfriend, I'm just probably going to respectfully not have sex with their dead corpse. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. about to ask. It's like, are you going to be like, like, in what scenario? He's like, well, I don't know, paper bag? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally fuck this headless corpse, but I have this paper bag here that's going to do the trick. I'll be honest, the, the paper bag doesn't really fit over one piece of what's left of her, well, to be like, honest. Like, yeah. I can just put it on top if that's what you're talking it's about. It's now red and wet. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want this. Wet I'm going to respectfully mourn her and go to her funeral, John Lithgow. Thanks anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get there. We'll get there. But before that, I got a paper bag. I'm, I'm dying here. Lithgow, you know, there's like a cornucopia of incredible lines here. Uh, throughout the whole film coming out of Lithgow's mouth, but there's a thing here where Denzel's like got the gun on him. It's after what Chris said. He gives all like the shotgun specifications or whatever. And he goes, uh, you know, so I'll, you know, I'll put three in your head and I'll be, you know, back at the uh, the precinct filling out paperwork and eating donuts. And he goes, Denzel says, uh, I love donuts, but I hate the paperwork. And that's the woman comes out of the bathroom right here. And after Lithgow gets her, he goes, now back off, donuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was waiting for that to be his nickname for the rest of the movie. I know it should have been, man. It's right. Hello, donuts. <laughs> oh, donuts. my sweet powdered donuts, because they're doing cocaine. Progresso donuts. <laughs> oh, dude, progresso donuts. Ew. Ew, minestrone donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dip them in soup, dude. Chicken noodle donuts. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, I do. Yeah. But so, yes, he's like. Listen, all right, you got me, you got you got her. All right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my go down. You know what I'm gonna do first? I'm gonna get naked. I'm gonna show you I'm naked. I got nothing under here, nothing under there. And he gets like all the way down to his boxers. Not bad, by the way. No. Oh no. No, but uh, if I'm John Lithgow, though, I'm like, man, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Please stop this. Please don't do this. Please stop. I'm getting horny. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? And Denzel goes, uh, He's like, oh, now I'm naked. He goes, uh, the only weapon I got left now isn't helpful to you unless you're a pretty girl. And I was Yikes. like, my yeah. God, dude, we are spending this whole movie, just like Inside Man, talking about your fucking dick and balls. <laughs> yeah. And it raises the question, if you went back through the filmography, how many of these Denzel Washington characters are talking about their dicks? It's a great question. Probably Look a great out. question. I think Safe. it might come up in The Mighty Quinn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Safety's off, too, on that <laughs> dick, dude. <laughs> 
So he has some weird Beretta in his boxer shorts that he like just shoots Lithgow in the leg a couple times. Yes. Lithgow had taken out a knife at that point. And then after that, it's, he says, I don't know, to someone, I don't know, he's, the, the lines in this movie just happen. It's a Beretta <laughs> in the butt is better than a butterfly in the boot. Yes. A butterfly yeah. knife, I assume. Is what yeah. he's talking oh, about. sure. Now it makes more sense. I was thinking of the insect. <laughs> I, I like that Denzel Washington, like uh, Nick Styles, has been working on his act for when something when something like this happens. Like he's got a few lines just ready to go right off, like fired off, and those don't right. just come to him. He clearly worked on them at home. Well, yeah. that's you know his his lady friend is home, you know, reading classic literature, and he's writing zingers for criminals. Or maybe he's calling Kevin Pollock. They're working on it together. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. So you say the line about your only weapon left is useless unless you're a pretty girl. And then I jump in with a great Captain Kirk impression. <laughs> you know what would be hilarious is a Beretta in the butt, Denzel. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I like, I like that. I'll cross that out. He's got, got a little notebook, a little moleskin he's working on. So now I realize that saying butt sounds a little more childish than ass, but sometimes it's really great to use alliteration in your zingers. What's a knife that has a B in it? What do you think? I mean, the blade, but that doesn't have any flair bowie knife bowie could That's work too big but... to be in your boot though. no but butter butterfly there we <laughs> ah. go there we go we're working together working together here um so i got a question now andrew you had texted last night that this apparently was is potentially in the die hard universe yes this is indeed a shared cinematic universe with die hard because and what is it there's a character that like crosses ca- ca- over Character crossover, yes. So the uh, the late Mary Ellen Trainer, who we know is the mom in things like The Goonies, and she was the psychiatrist in several Lethal Weapon yep. movies. In this movie, she plays a reporter by the name of Gail Wallens, a television reporter. This woman plays this exact same character in the first Die Hard now, movie. Now, this got me thinking, was this one of those famous scripts that was supposed to be a diehard movie oh. and they rewrote it a bunch it actually was supposed to be a dirty harry movie really? but it was too grim and eastwood said no thanks i'm not taking off my fucking <laughs> pants <laughs> or i'm not working with kevin Pollock. <laughs> yes it's, it's the same movie they're playing he's playing basketball and ice tea and fucking that other guy you or everything else <laughs> i'm dish it to the hole you better not be a pretty lady because my blood is boiling down there. <laughs> you say someone gives me the clap in this? That goes too close to home. No. All right. You know what? Maybe John Amos shouldn't be my father. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it wouldn't work if uh, Clint Eastwood and Ice-T were childhood friends. But also, <laughs> it definitely does not work if Clint Eastwood is the son of John Amos. John Amos, another diehard connection. Yeah, Harry, we we uh we diverged in interesting ways. Also, you're 35 years older than me. <laughs> See you later, Harry. <laughs> Did you just call me PK? <laughs> John That's Amos, pig by the- killer. I used to work at a slaughterhouse. <laughs> John Amos, by the way, is great. I just rewatched uh, Coming to America. Oh, nice. God, man, that dude is a treasure. I love that he, he gets he gets rules. a nice fucking uh, little a little uh, victory lap in Uncut Gems, where like it's just it's so amazing oh, yes, that John yes. Amos lives in that building and the guy so funny. and Adam Sandler's like, oh fuck, that's John Amos. It's just so cool. <laughs> he's also in he's in one of the Conan Barbarian movies or both. 
I don't think he's. I just watched the, the first one. He's in the Destroyer. Then he's definitely in okay. one of them. Okay. He's the bad guy in the second one. He's no. Or he's is a he good not the bad guy? guy? I think okay. he's a good guy. He's, and um, isn't he the bad guy in Die Hard too? Yes. Yes, he's one. It's him. And funny enough, speaking of William Sadler, it's the two of them. Yes. No, but Darth Vader's a villain in one of those. Conan yes, movies. he's uh, oh. James Earl Jones is, the, is in the first one for sure because that's what I just okay. watched. Speaking of gotcha. coming to America, mm, bus, right? Oh, it's bus. all coming together. Yeah. I love so they. Uh, there's this guy who films this whole exchange, and then you kind of cut to the DA's office, and they're like, "He's a star. This I, this William Styles is a star." Th- or- that little character, I love so much because <laughs> it's like Italian Nightcrawler. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this like, this. Pudgy guy that looks like uh, character actor Michael Bottoluco. Yeah. Uh, listen to me. I'll get rid of the uh, evidence of your cops shooting here and nothing like that. But you got to give me uh, a, a large sausage pizza with uh, <laughs> some uh, dollar bills underneath. You understand me? You understand me? I can get a, a sausage pizza right now. I oh, I love that. sausage pizza. Fuck. Oh, Holy fuck. shit. Are we gonna, let's just end this. <laughs> just go get a pizza. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Everybody. Uh, but yeah, this is like, this is where the DA comes into the locker room. This is the fucking wiener gate happens here. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah, she's like, you and Kevin Pollack are both being promoted to detectives. There's like a nothing chief character that yes. she's like debasing the whole scene, which is pretty funny. Uh, this is the uh, actor Lindsay Wagner as the DA. Uh, and meanwhile, Lithgow is like in the hospital, kind of like pretending that he's comatose, I guess is the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his his clams just really get steamed because he sees Denzel like being honored by the mayor, like on TV. All oh, right. He's like promoted to detective, et cetera. Yes. And uh, we, we get uh, Lithgow is friendly with. This old bookmobile guy. Right. By the way, I want to quickly mention to paint a picture for everyone at home. Lithgow not only looks like you know a ten foot nightmare with red <laughs> red brown hair. Yeah. He's got a little cross earring. Yes. And a like a glassy eye. Yeah, yeah that's like right. He's bald. blind in one eye. Yeah. yeah. They're doing it all. I mean, he's exactly. I mean, the last act of this movie is the last action hero. He is Tom Noonan's character in Last yep. Action Hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yes. So good. I, it's I, fucking I, great. But it is it, so. Yeah, I don't understand what he does here. He gets like he realizes that his his life will now be destroying Styles' life. Sure. Right. Right. But so like, I I don't I, get what he's doing. I, put in the the books yeah. and the the leg. I never I, got it. Yeah. Don't I have a no, it. I have a notion here. Um, but. At first, watching this scene, like this gentle old bookman, like, oh, I just bring books to inmates, and, they, and <laughs> he's like, I need a the, like, I I need the heaviest book you got. He's like, oh, Tolstoy, Anna Karenina, no, 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 War, War and Peace, okay, oh, and the big Bible there, and I thought he was gonna beat this dude to death. With yeah, that's what I, thought, I thought. Yes, dude, I did too. Actually, that's hilarious. But I have to get into solitary. I guess his knee is fucked up. Was he shot in the knee, I guess? Yes. yes. And, he's, yeah. and he, like, tapes these books around his leg, I guess, to bend it better, to make it bend, and he screams, and I guess he's trying to force himself I, to heal. I'm yeah, desperately confused by it. I don't know what it is. Because um, it looks like it's going to be, like, he's laying down like it's going to be stiff for a while and not get up. I almost feel like he's breaking again so that it will just turn into a limp because he does have a limp later. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like he's like just so super motivated to like get up and exact well, his revenge. I don't well, know. Well, what yeah. they really they they later suggest that at that moment he already planned everything cuz he's planning for the uh, yes. bullet in the uh, Aryan's knee when he escapes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He really 
and I don't know what the time. What's what? Five years is the idea. It, so he has five years to come up with this plan. There is some weird thing in the beginning of the movie when like they're playing basketball. You hear like the radio, and they do this a couple times where it's like. President Reagan is going to be at the 84 Olympics this day. And I was like, yes. what time? Where are we? And it, then I realized it's going to be a time jump thing. It's very, there's a few time jumps that are very weird and disorientated, including one where we get like footage of Nick Styles' career going on. But for, and this is like, well, they couldn't know this at the time, but the bottom of the screen says the, the, the timestamp on it, and it's 9 11. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, 9 though, or something is this, like that. Is this when he's appearing, uh, him and Kevin Pollack, and this is a thing yes. that happens in this movie that's completely unexplained. Him and Kevin Pollack appear on a fake cops ripoff called Busted? Busted. Yeah. That's what this is from. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't, you can't just tell me that this guy is on a hilarious cop reality show and I never was, explore it. This is why I was thinking it was um, a John McClane movie or something, like this big hero cop. What would happen next? Well, it's right. so insane because it's like it's like oh, and like there's so much dialogue going on because again, this movie's only an hour and forty minutes, and so much happens. Where like uh, Kevin Pollock's like, oh, it's your last day on the force before you become an assistant DA. Good thing we're on this reality TV show. Let's go get these drug dealers. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's nuts. I cannot believe that this is the way they well, chose to relay this information. And you also because it's like a hard copy type show. Like they're, mm. they're, they're, you assume later, like when things go bad for fucking Nick Styles, that they're gonna come back. But like. They didn't. They just didn't put the insert back in. Like all you had to yeah, do was yes. do another busted, <laughs> and then people would understand what you're doing. But it's just yeah. like regular footage. Yeah, I don't. It's so dumb. But like, and then it goes to nothing because then it's like five years later he's promoted to ADA at you know in line to be like the DA probably pretty soon. And Lithgow's just been rotting in jail. And it's great because, meanwhile, as he's rotting in jail, uh, they sho- they shove him in this other cell. They're like, "All right, you've uh, you've made too you've you've put too many of your other cellmates in the emergency room. So now you get to meet up with uh, the, I don't know what this character's name is. It's I don't think they give it one. He's credited as uh, Chualski. And they're like, oh, look. And then as they're showing John Lithgow to Chowalski, who's played by none of the Jesse Ventura, it's like, yep. indie cute Chowalski, indie cute. And it's like, they kind of shove him in there. It's like, uh oh, what's yeah. going to happen? He goes, hey, weren't you arrested on America's funniest home videos? <laughs> That's awesome, dude, because they. I don't think that they got the clearance from ABC <laughs> to use it because he goes, yeah, I saw you on America's Funniest Videos. Uh, it's either that or like, all right, take 12. Is it <laughs> is it Funny America Videos? No. Why can't I just say the Bob Saget program? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you were so funny on USA Video Store. Because right, his initial bust someone filmed. Was it the fat guy from the star? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's the the guy who's not Michael Bataluka. And they sold it to the news or whatever so that's what that's in reference take right, 68 yeah. yeah you got busted on <laughs> oh shit i shit my pants okay john you're a great actor we're gonna try this one more time right. i swear to god i'm gonna do this take i'm gonna try my best not to shart in front of you let's go <laughs> All right, uh, you're uh, you're gonna be arrested tonight on uh, Ren and Stimpy. Is that it? <laughs> it looks like you got busted at Blockbuster Video. Oh, wait. Was it a Hollywood video? No, wait, what? America's what? 
You think this is bad? You should have seen the lines I was blowing in Commando or uh, in Predator, buddy. I was really I, fucking up. My I lines was blowing so many lines on Predator. So much cocaine down in the Mexican jungle. Saw, yeah, you know, I was really excited to work with John Lithgow, but it got to the point that he couldn't. They had to have a body double, which was just a bunch of sticks and a and a wig. <laughs> Bunch of sticks and a wig. You know, a lot of people think that uh, John was the one who uh, who came up with the term cream cake, uh, <laughs> but uh, I actually was the one who told him to call me that because much like uh, Marty McFly and Chicken, that's the one way that I'm always to get angry. Yep, that's right. I also ate a bunch of creamed cake last night. I used I took I I bake cakes and I cream them with my blender. Arnie showed me. <laughs> uh, and then John Lithgow beats the ever-loving shit out of Jesse Ventura in the cell. It's fucking great. I love him. Lithgow, like, Ventura is totally out for the count on the floor. Lithgow is throwing shit off the shelf. Like, all of this guy's possessions, so like, nope, because I need a shelf for my various manifestos. <laughs> and you would think, okay. He takes the top bunk, too, by the way. Absolutely. Think, oh, yep. I got it. Okay, so he's a tough guy. He, he just beat up this big guy. Ventura's got this, like, skull tattooed on his forehead. Like, yeah, and he, he looks does. like Ventura. So it's, like, I've I've totally got that information. And you would think that is the end of this part of the movie. Also, no. in real, I don't know. I think Ventura would have taken him IRL. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. There's no doubt about it, dude. Uh, but around here is when Kevin Pollack does a fucking Columbo impression and I wanted to die. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this movie's a roller coaster. You're like loving every second of it. And then there's certain parts you just want to die. <laughs> Because he's, like, sitting out. He gives Denzel Washington a ride home. And they're, like, sitting in the car, like, having some beers for a second or whatever, I think. And he's just, like, you know. You know, the one thing you have to do is wonder what Detective Columbo would have to say <laughs> about all that. And you're just, like, Jesus Christ. Just I, do the Peter Falk and get it over with. Uh, what would Jack Nicholson say to all this? I think it would sound a little something like this. <laughs> do you remember uh, Christopher Walken? Could you, do you think you could do something for that? Uh, no, but I can. You know what? How about TJ Hooker? I'll just do Captain Kirk again. <laughs> <laughs> just run back the hits. So um, that's you know, and he's excelling now. Denzel has this great um, house. He's doing a uh, some serial killer case, um, uh, and like he does this insane uh, what do you call it? Their closing argument, where it's amazing. The the the, the guy from Seinfeld who's in a ton of movies, including uh, K nine and other stuff. And I think he's in True Romance as well. And like he's just like the the defense attorney. And once oh yes, the guy he's Roy from Seinfeld. He's the guy who gets the junior mint dropped in him. And he's right. once he's doing Denzel starts doing this insane fucking uh, what do you call it? Their uh, closing argument. <laughs> and like this guy as the defense attorney, he's like, "Fuck, I just lost the case." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> no, no, dude do not do that." You see this dude throw in the towel right there. It's fucking it's so hilarious. Funny. You're just missing him saying he's just too damn good. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right, man. And like Denzel is like sashaying down the aisle of the courtroom, like really going above and beyond. And there is an hysterical cut to this judge. Did you guys see this? No. Well, Denzel's like, you know, singing and dancing and whatever, like doing this closing argument. And they, when he gets down to like the end of the courtroom, like by the exit doors or whatever, he kind of turns around and makes a big scene. And they cut to this judge and the, the guy is just like, well, all right, Denzel Washington. <laughs> like this guy, the judge is totally into it. You cut to the judge and all of a sudden you just hear, hell yeah. <laughs> There's no right answer in a closing argument. Like we still have to let the jury deliberate. No, nope. You know? <laughs> By the way, Denzel has a mustache now, and yes, that shows the time has passed. Yes, 
Yes, it's absolutely. It's a killer 90s Denzel Washington mustache. Love it. It's- also, not to, uh, I don't want to uh, get the tweets from the horror hounds. The junior mint guy is also Bub from Day of the Dead. Ah, there yes. We go. There we go. And he's the Columbia necktie guy from K9. It's important to remember. That's that, a thank you. The formative bl- moment. The Belushi hounds will, will tweet at us yes. if we don't mention that. So we cut to back to prison, and I don't. I, it's like this is like two other movies. I don't even know how many other movies this need to be to get to this movie. But it's just this guy you've never seen before. Like, All right, when two Aryans got a grudge in this prison, there's only one way to solve it. And we're having all these insert shots of people making body armor out of phone books. Dude, what? I mean, Why this bother? is like <laughs> exactly. Great question. This is like. Uh, what is that movie? It's on Shutter. It's called like, like Bronx Warriors, nineteen ninety nine or something. Oh like yes, that. yeah. That is. Uh, I think that movie was also um, an MST three K, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, just that. Like it. It instantly felt like a hyper low budget near future post-apocalyptic movie where it's like we're just like these gladiators and we're building armor out of phone books like and this is all being allowed to happen in a jail this is horseshit (laughs) i love it and it's just like and only one area is gonna survive and they pick up these swords that they've fashioned (laughs) honest to goodness this is what i call i literally my wife wasn't watching the movie i'm like hey hold on you gotta come out. You gotta, you gotta come see this. You just gotta come see this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewind the movie. We're gonna start from the beginning, just so you understand what's happening. Yes, you should. I mean, I made my wife watch this. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh this, no, you don't, Eric. This reminds me of a movie that I didn't finish that you've seen as a bunch as a kid. Where it's another like prison fight movie. Yes, Fatal Combat. You didn't Thank finish you. it? No, it was, it was like three o'clock in the shit, morning. I have a piece fuck. of shit. Yeah. Well, this, this, you still have it? You no, know, I, I have to rent it again, but I probably mm. will. This is also similar to the uh, prison fight in Tango and Cash, mm. which is around this time, I think. Yes, were there swords in that? <laughs> no, so but the, there were like electrical currents. There was enough <laughs> batshit stuff. But the, <laughs> the film you're referring to, uh, Steve, has Sven Oli Thorsen mm. and like spears and shit in prison. Wow. So I guess this is based in some kind of reality or fantasy. I don't know. Like it's they've got these swords they've made. It looks like they've made like bed frames. They've kind of sharpened them into swords. I guess that's the only way I can make this into well, any kind of a thing that well, makes sense. Wait, wait, you don't remember the story how the Birdman uh, first uh, fought a bunch of his friends with uh, homemade knives and stuff before escaping? No, I yeah, he, was, that. he was known back then as the Sword Man of Alcatraz. Yeah. Actually, it was until it, he escaped. And this is and he's like, when two Aryans got a grudge, there's only one way to do it, and that's in this warrior combat. And I do believe this is if Trump wins re-election, this will be on the History Channel in the nine o'clock slot. Aryan Warriors Showdown. Uh-huh. Yep, dude, totally. Welcome back to True Aryan War- Warriors, hosted by Stephen Miller. It'll be on the History Channel for sure. Exactly. <laughs> and hilariously, Lithgow just murders Jesse Ventura immediately. There is no fight here well, whatsoever. What is also crazy about it is like not only is the body armor phone books, but it's also some crumpled up newspapers. <laughs> yes. which in, oh right. Just happens to have a story about Nick Styles in it. So he sees Denzel on Jesse Ventura's te- chest, and I think that's when he's like, "I'm driving this spear right in through this newspaper because fuck that guy in the photo <laughs> and fuck <laughs> you." God, yeah. I I originally had uh, Roger Ebert's review of Billy Bath. <laughs> Gate there. <laughs> 
I hate that movie. Stab. <laughs> Billy Bathgate. <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of lines of mine that got cut because I kept fucking them up. <laughs> and sharding during tapes. <laughs> Lithgow was a pro, though. He only called me a piece of shit a few times. <laughs> what? Was I the only one that ate the beans from craft services? <laughs> oh, I was? Oh, th- those weren't from craft services? Oh, I brought them myself, you're saying. God. In, 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 in my defense, I lifted my leg every time I had to toot. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Oh, come on now, Jesse, please! <laughs> the blowing the lines by blowing wind! Look, I took your advice. I had a Progresso black bean soup. <laughs> <laughs> we can't breathe back here! <laughs> Beefarino, indeed. I love so it's this guy who is like a bootleg Mark Pellegrino, like a, a Ted Fanta. Shows uh, yes. Up. Oh my God! I thought it was Mark Pellegrino for like way longer mm-hmm. than I should have because it's clearly not. But he does kind of look like him. And he's like, "Oh, I'm the head of the Aryan Nation. Listen, you want to have friends in prison?" He's like, "Well, I guess I do want to have friends." And this is when we realize also his buddy Kim is still around. And he's in with the Aryans, I yeah. guess, question mark. This is a weird moment where I'm like, really? You and your buddy are in the same prison? I don't know. And- this is kind of like Saved by the Bell, the college years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Screech! <laughs> well, well, much like Renfield and Dracula, he, they're, they're like connected. They're drawn to one another, essentially. Yes, yeah, John right. Lithgow is going to get his revenge on Mr. Belding. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Oh, Mr. Belding and John Lithgow as Aryan warriors showing down. <laughs> I'm into it. Because he does, Kim turns to him and he goes, wow, man, you truly are the, the great Aryan warrior. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> American Aryan warrior. <laughs> also, the funny thing is, for both Lithgow and Jesse, and I mean, I guess it's prison, so it's a little different, but like, those guys are just white. They're not specifically Aryan. Well, I mean, we're talking about the Aryan Brotherhood. I'm sure there's, those assholes have like very few rules except don't be Jewish. Well, you well, know? Yeah. The numbers are down. We're going to have to take a few brown-haired people, okay? I apologize in advance, but we just got to do it, folks. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing, right? I mean, like, look at look at Hitler, look at look at Goebbels. Yeah. Those are all brown-haired motherfuckers. Yeah, you know? I guess that's true. They're, they, yeah, they, if you they, think they about dictated it, the rules but didn't follow them the themselves. The blondes were the good guys. <laughs> All right. If you think about it, <laughs> don't don't break your back stretching to do that <laughs> justification. Uh, uh, we cut to a church. Uh, John Amos is uh, playing, as we said, Denzel's father. He's also a reverend. He's doing a baptism on uh, the baby that Denzel and his wife have just had. So you see again, like you know, he's got a mustache. He's got a better job. He's married. He's got a kid. The timeline is fucking crazy because there that happens, and then later these kids are like young young like actual talking people yes yep. yes you're totally right yeah this is like this movie takes place over 15 years or set maybe seven again, if, it's, if it's 91 and we're talking about the 84 olympics it's at least six or seven because it's the, right. it's a two-year jump between him going in and this right okay and then i don't know what the jump is when the kids get older I don't. That well, one it, I it, miss. Chris, it I, must be another five years then, because then put, that puts it at seven years, and that's the exact amount of time 
between 1984 and 1991. Okay. This this is a project for you, Chris. I want you to get like a <laughs> like print out the newspapers, like zoom in on the this, footage of the newspapers this and is, stuff this, and reassemble the entire timeline on the wall of your kitchen. My my true Pepe <laughs> Sylvia moment. Exactly. <laughs> And we should say also that he's got this buddy, John Cothran, who's Councilman Ferris, who's like sponsoring him kind of throughout all this. Like he's like, oh, you're going to make a great, you know, you can see the, uh, what do you call it there? The the great, um, the greatness in him. Like he's, like, he's going to be a great politician. Like there's like, when he's like at the church, he's like, oh man, it, he's a religious man too. Like all this kind of stuff. There's talk about yeah. him running for president. Yeah. Well, that, uh, the, the first thing he says to his, his soon to be wife is like, I want to be the first black president. Right. Um, and John Cothran, he's been in some stuff. Like, he's in Boys in the Hood, I think. Yes. He was kind of around. Oh, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I, not a huge role here, but I do like this actor. He, and, I mean, he does have a an, an, uh, very, very important role to play before this is all over with. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm just shocked that they let him in that close to, like, this christening. Like, like. It's like the inner circle of your best friends and then your new boss just tapping his watch. <laughs> yes. Like while the fucking, when your dad is dipping your baby's head into water. And right, because the other thing that's going on here is Denzel and this other, this other character, Ferris, uh, they're, they're combining the resources to try to open like a children's community center on some property that's like, you know, dilapidated or, or whatever yeah. these two i guess it it must have been a well-known enough la thing these two they keep calling them twin towers i don't know what they were for. i don't know if this was like a was it like an electric know. area it, or it must something? be because they, they at the end it turns into a very electric situation i assume yep. it was like a power plant <laughs> of some kind yeah I, I don't possibly. really know what this location is supposed to be i will say it is awesome in this movie lots of nice on location la yes. well you know now that you mentioned the twin towers and the earlier footage said 9-11 there there you know this could be in loose change the next mm -hmm. the new <laughs> version of loose change will feature footage from ricochet to prove it Yup, uh, you got an interview with a guy that was had boots on the ground there. <laughs> uh, this is Ricochet Hour on RT. Uh, yeah, Denzel was a hoot to work with. I'll be honest with you, you know, he gave me uh, half a donut. Yup, but they knew what was coming and they were planning it from the start. Russell McKay, he directed all the news footage on 9-11. <laughs> Yes. Speaking of Pepe Sylvia, nobody knew about the quickening until McKay came into the picture. But it's okay. Me and Oliver Stone's son are going to solve it. <laughs> there is an amazing documentary that just came out a little while ago. I can't figure. I'll, I'll, I'll have to now look. you and now you as being Steve Sadek always need to cl clarify <laughs> no, what you're talking about here. A real film or something? This is a, this is a, real a film. YouTube is, documentary. No, no, this is on Amazon. Okay, uh, I have to look it up really quickly. Hold on, uh, documentary. Also, if you've seen some of the trash that's on Amazon, that's not really a qualifier. That's true. But if it is over 45 minutes, then uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we might be in real movie territory. Uh, it's a conspiracy theory documentary. I have to look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll post it. The, I'll, I'll tweet about it. But it's basically like they follow the guy from Loose Change as well, like the documentarian. Oh. And like this guy's just a fucking loser living like in Saugerties or something. Like, Whoa. Shut <laughs> against Saugerties. No, but wow. he's like filming rock videos now. And he's like trying to like distance himself a little bit. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I just made a movie. And it's like, no, you didn't. But you know, I, I agree <laughs> with you, Steve. Fuck Saugerties. Woodstock <laughs> Phoenicia Alliance. Yeah, That's absolutely. what I'm proposing. Tannersville, get in on here too. There you go. 
Uh, Denzel, like, so he has to leave his own child's baptism because they have to have some call about the community center. And uh, it winds up going into a thing where Denzel goes into this, like, dilapidated housing project to meet with Ice-T to be like, hey, man, we're opening up this community center down the road, and I don't want you and your dudes, like banging or like slinging on the corners or like fucking with these kids like it's a you know. it's a real remember ice t is in this movie he's going to be important later we don't mm-hmm. have anything for him right now hey listen yep. ice t we don't have anything for you right now um just hang yeah. around we'll have something for you we, i promise later we'll have something for you there are some great denzel lines when when they visit ice t here and like like oh we start you start out hot wiring cars now you hot wire cocaine <laughs> Right, yeah, because there like is making crack. There's like a crack facility yep. or something. You definitely, also very important detail here. There is a massive drug lab at the top floor of this building. I, I love it because it's so crazy. Like he's talk- he goes in there and they're like, "You're what are you gonna get? You're gonna get killed right now." And like that, he brings up that they used to be friends and blah, blah blah. He saw his brother die, and then it's like, "Oh yeah, that's not enough." Here's this grenade I brought, and I'm like, "Movie, yep. can I get a minute? Can I just he's holding a thermal detonator?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, dude? Uh, I gotta politely disagree here because my seatbelt was already fastened <laughs> and I was ready to take it into the next gear with this grenade. I was like, "Here we go." I, I think Denzel. Even screams, he's like, "Let's all die tonight." I was like, "Absolutely." We are nine and a half minutes away from <laughs> fucking Aryan Warrior Showdown. I'm like, grenades in a crack house. Honestly, Andrew, I wrote it down. The line is, "Ready to die? Raise your hand." <laughs> Raise your hand it's if you're ready. So to awesome. Die. I, I mean, I felt by the time this movie was over with, because Steve, you're talking about like just ramping it up yeah. to grenades from the previous sequence with the Aryan Warrior reality show, mm. and. By the end of this movie, like the combined effect of all of these insane moments that just keep escalating. Yep. Like we haven't even gotten to the paranoid thriller part of this yet. Like I was exhausted. <laughs> yes. In like the best way possible, but I felt like what people who jog must feel like. <laughs> theoretically. We, we yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any hard evidence about how that actually well, feels. This happens right after they uh, get the, 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 the murderer that they were trying goes to jail, is going to jail, found guilty. Uh, and as he's going out, that his friend, that friend of his, uh, the, the DA, uh, what's it, Ferris? Yes, yeah. the city councilman. Yes, Ferris is like, so what you gonna do? And like, he's like, I'm gonna go home and kiss my babies. I'm gonna make love to my wife. And I'm like, yes, she says, but dude, really? I've ne- I've never told. To, as far as anyone knows, I've never had sex. I'm not like, yeah. hey man, <laughs> guess what I'm doing? Having sex with my wife tonight. Cool, dude. Text you that later. Yeah, yeah. I just I've never understood the need to broadcast <laughs> intentions to have sexual ah, intercourse. Man, we won the softball league championship. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna fuck the misses. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you at the office on Monday. See you, Ted. Fucking the wife. Hey, I want you to think about me having sex with my wife. I'll talk to you later. Enjoy that. Okay. You you, you have a great night, man. Just imagine my dick and my wife. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I love you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'm coming real quick. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Also, first I'm going to kiss my baby, so have that nice juxtaposition going on right there. <laughs> yep. That's just to light the mood. <laughs> uh, so Ice-T sort of agrees to the whole thing. They're not going to mess around with the kids at the community center. And Denzel like, goes out, and Kevin Pollock's waiting for him. And, of course, the grenade was just a lighter. Uh, of course. Uh, well, the funny thing you know. is that scene just, like, kind of cuts. And I'm like, wait, did he, like, put the pin back in? Like, how does it, like, how do you defuse this situation? And it, yeah. you're just like, it was a lighter. 
don't think about it. Let's go on with the movie. <laughs> so it takes um we jump forward and John Lithgow is in this like prison hospital and like distracting the doctor with Kim to swap medical records with this uh, Mark Pellegrino-esque Aryan, na- Aryan dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just put that in your back pocket. Sure. Now, what is the line? Because I, I don't I don't remember who has this set up or why, but this was a, I was laughing so hard I had to fucking pause it. I think it's just some jail guy, like some prison guard or something, says to John Lithgow, I hope you remembered to floss. Oh, and then yes, Lithgow yes, goes, yes. I did with your wife's pubic hair. That is <laughs> had to pause the movie. Yeah. That is what he's about to go because that's the next thing. It's like they, they just have this one scene where blah, blah blah. He flips it around, and then the next scene is like, "All right, it's your parole here, and hope oh, you right, hope right. you remember but to floss." When and that's what he said. When they're bringing him out of the cell, there you see his the wall of the cell is just newspaper clippings of Denzel Washington, and also the- like edited with <laughs> pornography, hardcore Dude, pornography, like like. Denzel well, I don't know why but I would call it hardcore head, head, pornography. Head down, ass up with Denzel's face it, on it. it. That's an erotic pose, dude. I, go, I, don't, I don't see any penetration there. Sure, sure. sure. No penetration, but it's still like hustler level. This yes. is yes. not Playboy. Yes, no, no, all, no. It's, all it's, that. It's a, the Milo Manera Spider Woman cover is there. It's, it's all me- sorts of stuff. It's medium core <laughs> pornography. Yes, medium core pornography. Thank you. That's exactly. <laughs> but like that is the funniest detail that is never really addressed. There are two pictures that are like that. You get a close up on one later also like when Kevin Pollack has all this evidence or whatever and I'm like I get the whole again funny enough Pepe Silvio like obsession, the wall of Denzel, all the newspaper clippings, but to put his face on the pornography Takes I, it to a whole other level of crazy. I mean, that's I wanted the scenes with uh, Tchaikovsky or whatever the fucking Jesse Ventura's name is, like fucking Chowalski. Chowalski saying like, "Show, uh, show you want to fuck that guy? <laughs> is that is that you, is that what your uh, the, the, the end game here is to fuck this guy? I've been trying to put it together. You're, you get a hard on for him, like sexually." trying to figure out what's going on here but I, and I have to say I was more than happy especially after you beat the shit out of me on your first day to loan you my pornographic magazines but uh, had I known you were going to cut them up for your weird collage here probably would have denied the request <laughs> Yeah, uh, my brother baked me a cake and put a uh, Costco brand size thing of Vaseline in it so if you need any help with that there you know, I'm, I'm here for you brother right that is a great detail in this cell Jesse yep. Sure, it does have a giant thing of Vaseline. Just a tub. You would qualify that as a tub of Vaseline. Nice, dude. Uh, so this is when, yeah, he he he's introduced to his like court, uh, his public defender guy. Is like, you know what? Just shut up, and we'll do our best here, kind of, because he knows he's not going to get it. And also, like, I don't know if you're obviously uh, this guy has other plans. I wouldn't do the pubic hair line to the guard that's walking me into my parole hearing because like the guards go like. You know what this guy just said to me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I, yeah, but you know, I I would wager though, Steve. Like John Lithgow at this point, yeah. you know, he's he's injured several of his cellmates. He <laughs> murdered a man in medieval combat uh, in the cafeteria. Like this guard is probably like, you know what? Please parole this guy. Get him out of my hair. Well, th- I just don't understand. Like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be more confused than angry. I'd be like, <laughs> what? My what? So you got my wife's pubic hair somehow and then flossed with it that 
could you please put this guy somewhere like I don't have to see him? I don't know what he's saying to me, but like. Well, my whole thing is like the only way that's working is if you have one of them floss picks and the pube is mounted that's in right, that. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. otherwise, if it's if you're doing a handheld job, how long is that pube? It depends. Porn. Maybe it's she's a, a giant woman. <laughs> Thank you, Rapunzel. Let down your pubes. I'm glad we're getting into the technicalities of this, the specifics of how this would work. Yes, for oh, sure. Chris started it. I just don't think he would get angry at that line i'd just be like so like what really what the fuck well, was that I'm, I'm saying like you know, there would be prickish uh you know prison guards that would take issue with that but i firmly believe that this guard just wants john lithgow to be out of it's it. also I- super important to realize that they're they're giving these con- while they they walk into the the parole officing room whatever the hell yeah. you want to call it these these prisoners are doing maintenance routine maintenance i assume with like power (laughs) drills and band saws and what have you you know what we're moving to another conference room (laughs) uh yeah uh here's the thing we're gonna have you uh take out the cameras all over this place in the parole room as well uh i know we're not working in there but you know just in case but you uh, know, the pubic hair line, I think, is like foreplay for the extreme fucking of the vulgarity oh, yes. that it's about God, to it... be- become here. Dude, this movie is like John Lithgow's driving a boat. And then, like, every time he's on camera, he's jamming this throttle forward. <laughs> like, it is insane. Like, this whole thing is, first of all, funny detail. This stupid, like, public defender guy is like... Uh, so, you know, uh, he's been, uh, bothered by the Aryan Brotherhood. The Aryan Brotherhood, for those of you who don't know, I was like, they work for a prison <laughs> yes. board. They know exactly who the Aryan Brotherhood is. Let's move on with the details. And then the guy is like, you know, it's like, so when you get out, like, are you going to whatever? And, uh, you know, I, I don't remember what the setup is, but the line of no to fuck your wife and your daughter, hell. Maybe even your dog. Oh, no, he and goes, I was like, he goes, I'm going to go to. He's like, what are you going to do when you get out? He's like, well, I'm going to go to your house. And he's like, oh, well, why right. are you going to do that to to thank me? And he's like, yes, no, no, fuck your wife and your daughter and maybe your dog, uh, dude. And then I was like, ding, 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 dude, fucking ricochet bingo. I just got the bestiality uh, square. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. They never want to come to thank me. <laughs> Every time I think they're going to come to my house and thank me, but they're always fucking my daughter and wife. What he like says, this... I want to thank me. He's got like the approved stamp in his hand. <laughs> He's ready to do it. That's like a Simpsons joke with Sideshow Bob or something. But like he instantly somehow shoots this dude in the head. What, what is this little device? He's got a John oh, Lithgow this... gun, man. <laughs> John Lithgow gun. <laughs> Uh, it's it's insane. The funniest thing is this guy, this parole board guy, is such a fucking wiener. Like, he doesn't know that he has seconds to live. But after John Lithgow threatens to rape his whole family and the dog, the guy is like, well, I don't like that kind of language. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lithgow again right here is like, then you'll probably hate this. And he pulls out what looks like a, they didn't have these back then, I don't think, but like a car fob. Yeah. And just like pushes it, and a bullet comes out and shoots this guy right in the head. Yeah, it's like a zip gun, maybe. Yes. It's like yeah. A pe- oh, is that what those are? I feel okay. like there was one of these in Leon the Professional. Definitely mm-hmm. one in in the Line of Fire. 
and he it's he shoots it in the head, and then like yeah, like these other these other inmates who are part of the Aryan Brotherhood who are just doing routine maintenance with power tools start dr- sawing and drilling into these people. It's oh my crazy. god! There's this one dude is holding a fucking buzz saw and jamming it into this guy's chest. It's Hellraiser shit. It's like it what? is. And I just wrote in all capitals right here in my iPad, oh my god, this movie is flipping out. <laughs> like, I could not believe that this... Ha- and it's, again, they are going full throttle. I'm like, the blood is flying all over the place. This dude's getting sawed. He's fucking screaming. This guy gets driller killed. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. There is a guy that gets drilled. And this is what's so insane about it, too. It's like, there's a few people alive, but not many. Like, I think uh, one of the women on the parole board there. And he's just, like, telling people to take their clothes off and presumably they're also taking off the bloody fucking clothes of some of these victims and then dressing up as yep. the parole board and leaving and the the guards just like all right bye Have a hey, good I, just, I thought i heard a like, gunshot and a bunch of death <laughs> screams but now nah, yeah you're good to go like they walk out to the gate and lithgow just goes six to exit please John Lithgow like, like must have like a like if he took that big fat guy's suit, then he must look like David Byrne coming out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a tape I want to play you. <laughs> I do love and it's a psycho it's, killer indeed. It's dude. amazing. It, it's it's the number one rule. Like if you see somebody that looks they're like they're busy and you're like, oh, I remember that guy from improv school. Or, oh, you know, I think I had a class with that guy. Oh, we used to work together, and he looks busy. Don't bother that person because you know what's going to happen you're going to get shot in the head also (laughs) if you just see anyone you know maybe shut the fuck up keep your eyes down keep walking because the book guy's like oh hey john lithgow remember me i'm book guy and he's just like not now book guy not now and he's like no book guy remember i ever gonna bring back the copy of lady chatterley's lover (laughs) he just shotguns this guy or something it's fantastic he's dead and then obviously it's it's an amazing shootout scene they flee in the bookmobile <laughs> they do they do flee in his bookmobile and then of course he grabs the public defender and is like hey, by the way you're fired and shot in the face <sighs> with a shotgun it's great it's Not bad. incredible and i think that here's the thing i i think that you were getting at something like I, I, there needs to be like yes there's the oscars and that's for like the real real great acting performances the razzies are for the bad acting performances we need like the silly oscars like you know what i mean it's like it's it's a great performance in an incredibly silly movie and you know john lithgow needs to it? sweep the silly oscars i think we could call it the hot shit award because this is like a hot shit performance yes and it like the hot shit awards can encompass like silly stuff like this or like just like real badass stuff that would mm-hmm. not be honored at a like traditional award ceremony. They actually, they revived Spike TV on Pluto TV. So give us a call. We'll do the hot shit awards. <laughs> there you go, dude. Absolutely. Just like these barn burner performances that have that again are good, but also are in the most insane movie. You cannot honor them properly or bad <laughs> yeah. or like outright bad movies. Like I For feel sure. like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Along Came Polly is overdue. Yep. That's a great. That is a great example of something you could honor at the Hot Shit Awards. And instead of like the Cecil B. DeMille Award or the Thalberger Award or whatever, you got the Nicolas Cage Award. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. God damn it! This is a great. Oh, idea. dude, Face Off would have swept those awards. Oh, oh swept boy. them, I say. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they just they there's someone makes mention of 
uh oh this is, so they they pull over to the side of the road and you know it's Lithgow this the Renfield Kim character and then this uh this other uh Nazi and he's like all right Friday the 12th we meet at the White Nation bookstore <laughs> I mean, like, like okay you want to call that like Perkins or something don't call yep. it the White Nation bookstore <laughs> like oh 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 Flaherty's bookstore then you go and you're like oh I don't want to be here I mean, you know I mean originally it was Nazi Ned's book nook <laughs> Ned's book nook. So people know what they're getting. You know, you want the Nazi book, you come here. It's perfect. <laughs> come on down to Nazi Ned's. <laughs> I think that's the story. We've got from Ezra fucking... Pound on sale. You have not seen deals like this anywhere else. <laughs> nice. It's definitely just an offshoot of the store from fucking falling down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um give it so yeah. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Lithgow fucking shoots. This is an awesome thing too. Shoots this dude in the throat, kills him, and then this is where you realize what's going on because he shoots the dude in the knee because he's like, just in case there's any overzealous medical examiner. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get what's going on here. He's mimicking uh, the knee bullet wound, right. you know, that Denzel the gave him. Dental they records have been switched, so. right? So this dude is going fucking off this cliff in the bookmobile that explodes before it falls off a cliff. Of course, because we're in Ricochet, guys. It's not any other movie. It's going to explode before it hits the ground. I mean, you really <laughs> could just have them in, like, charcoal. Like, like they just got, like, uh, Lithgow and Kim are both, like, in, like, uh, like they were just, like, a cartoon in an explosion. <laughs> like little city and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a reporter now. Is, is this the diehard reporter or someone I else? I think it is. It is. Okay, they want yeah. to set her up. She wants to come up and come. She's got the fucking last line of the movie for some reason. <laughs> oh God! She like walks Does up to Denz ever. Denzel and asks like like Oh, do you have a statement for the you know the death of Earl Talbot Blake or what? And he's like, Who? Is like, Oh, your first <laughs> huge bust or whatever. And he was killed by the Aryan Brotherhood. And he's got some funny line like like my father used to say. Uh, I guess there's some good in everyone. Yes. Yep. Yes, totally. totally and she's she's kind of like, yeah, I guess that's an appropriate response. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. Praising, praising the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be landing on Busted soon again. <laughs> busted. Busted. So the next thing is these, this big uh, telethon they're running, and it's for the community center. And, you know, it's Denzel and his wife and John Amos are all there along with the city councilman friend. And they're just doing this fucking thing. And meanwhile, uh, the wife gets a call and it's like, uh oh, the power is out uh, at, at their house. And the, this babysitter is like, oh, hey, the power is out. I don't know if you guys should come home. Oh, wait, the power man's here. Don't worry about it. <gasps> it's John Lithgow. Oh, man. And I got to tell you something, you know. Power. <laughs> <laughs> the progressive oh, power. The progressive power. Uh,. This babysitter is a terrible babysitter. Yes. This girl should never get a babysitting job ever again. You life. know what I think is the truth that we're all avoiding? Is they're all bad babysitters. Yes. There's no good babysitter. <laughs> no. It's a it's a it's a it's somebody you know from the neighborhood that that is old enough that you could reasonably say you won't kill my kids. Yeah. Oh, can I uh, do drugs and get fucked in your house while your kid <laughs> sleeps? Look, this goes double if you have a nemesis. If you have an outright nemesis, Great call. you gotta you gotta get you gotta up that. You might want to get like an armed guard for a fucking babysitter. 
Well, that's the genius of John Lithgow's plan, though, dude. Is everybody thinks he's dead? Ooh, you know what? Blackwater babysitting. They should they should expand. Absolutely, hundred oh, percent. Definitely. There you go. There you Baby go. I water. thought you were about to say <laughs> Baby Water. <laughs> dude, I am so into Baby Water. It is going to be on Shark Tank whenever they re- re- restart it. Blackwater babies will kill your kids for you. Uh, well, sharks, um, we have uh, we started a little thing called Blackwater, and that didn't work out so well, so we did baby water. Uh, uh, wait a <laughs> second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So... No one should be surprised here that I've never seen a fucking second Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that these people yes. pitching their gadgets? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been on the air their... for like 20 years. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, I got fucking better things to do with my time. Do they have to refer to these people as the sharks? Oh, you certainly do, oh, yeah, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Stupid. Listen, man. Shit. You're in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> you better have oh, some you better have some information about your audience retention, man. <laughs> Marketing research ready to go. What's your fucking Mark Cuban's that... gonna eat your head from your fucking yeah. body? Why? Why is that a fucking show? I think I've only I've only seen like one episode. It's 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 deplorable. It's trash. But there's a thing. It's like Oh, I'm a struggling businessman, and I got this idea, Mark Cuban. Maybe you'll give me a little money so I can get... Oh, no. And now I broadcast it on TV, and it's international, and now someone else has stolen it? Okay. I mean, sometimes it is really, like, unbelievable. Like, it's like, yeah, here we're uh, selling uh, sunglasses made of wood. <laughs> like, okay, great, man. You know, I'm glad Chris Cabot has the fucking balls to say he's seen a lot of Shark Tank. Oh, oh yeah. Have you? Hell yeah. I've only, I really have only seen like one episode. It's, Steve, I just told the entire world that I bought the entirety <laughs> of Tales from the Crypt on DVD. If I, in fact, had watched this show, I can assure you I would have the balls <laughs> to admit it. It's just, it's a silly show. It's It It used to be a good making dinner on a Friday night when you're, uh-huh. when you're an older person kind of a show. <laughs> like, I use a a product called Cheers, which was something that developed on Shark Tank. Sure. They never, ever let you forget it. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll let you but, know. But, like, I don't need to see the program where they pitched this. Like, just let me buy now, the finished product. Now, Sharks, you think you've tasted dog cupcakes before. <laughs> But let me tell you, our dog cupcakes are the best out there. Oh, now man. sharks! You, 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 have you ever been in a situation where you're worried about your kid's safety because you have a nemesis? Black <laughs> baby water allows your a fully armored man into your home to protect your children while you go out on events. Uh, I'm the big bald Canadian millionaire. I don't know the name. Um, well, let me get this. Oh, straight. that guy fucking killed someone recently. No, his wife killed somebody. Oh, right. It was a boating accident. Or something. <laughs> yes, boat water. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let me. You, what if you throw the baby out with the bathwater? What, what's going to happen there? <sighs> yes. Um, um, you think about that? <laughs> Thank you for your producer fed line. Can we move on with the presentation, please? <laughs> Next up on Shark Tank, a war widow who thinks that she, you need a backpack for your purse. Stay tuned for Shark Tank. <laughs> Oh God, that sucks! And everyone always uh, so, subscribe. Anyway, go on. So, so John Lithgow is in this house. He's pretending to be the fucking electric repairman, power repairman guy, and he is just like sitting down for a tea <sighs> nope, party nope, with nope. these little kids. 
fuck you, babysitter. It's, you should go to jail it's for It's always this. like, okay, the power box is down there. And then he's like, all right, well, let me just tell you. No, 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 no. The power box is down there. Thanks so much. <laughs> Listen, here's, guys, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. The power company never has to come into your that's house. That's true. We are, But we're from New York. You know, we're a little cynical. Everyone out in California and the Midwest, they're like, oh, yeah, come in for, for, for a year. Move in. <laughs> also, move we're, in. We're so nice. We're so nice. Also, I think in 1991, you would ask a power man to come in and move into your house like they had more power back then i feel there was more power back then now there, now there's rolling blackouts oh yeah uh yeah because like he's like he's got like a cupcake with candles in it and they fucking blow it he's like yes it is my birthday little girl and i would have like, preferred a cream cake and she goes oh what's your what's what to be your fucked up eye and the babysitter has to be like that's mean. I'm like, she shouldn't be in this situation to have totally. a conversation with this creep. Oh, but then I get like, I don't know how many fucking hints this woman needs because he's like, like that happens. It's kind of a douche chill moment. And then Lithgow's like, oh, this? Oh, it's my magic eye again. No. And then the very next sentence is like, I can see through people and tell whether or not they're lying to me. Again, get out of this house. But it's cute because he's like, because, you know, he like uses it to be like, it's past your bedtime and I can see that or whatever. And this babysitter's like, you are so good with kids. <laughs> you know what I love about you, you towering nightmare? You're great with kids. <laughs> no. And this whole sequence is happening simultaneously with the uh, the telethon, and Denzel is, or John Amos, I think, is given an envelope at the. They're having the the telethon at a church. It is being broadcast on yeah. TV, and John Amos is like, "Oh, here, Denzel Washington. There's an envelope with your name on it. Uh, you know, you should go check it out. I think it's a donation, and it's like." Multiple wads of cash, uh, adding up to like ten thousand dollars, and then Denzel Washington is like reading this letter that John Lithgow wrote, and like it's all basically like it's all creep talk. But when you don't know that it's John Lithgow, it just sounds like it's some secret admirer that like Denzel Washington changed their life. Yes, I mean once I hear the first like I've been thinking about you, I'm gonna be like, well, that was great that they did this. It's fantastic. I'm gonna stop reading this now and <laughs> yeah, enjoy the ten thousand dollars. Thank you so much. You need if you're in this situation where you're reading an unknown document on live television, you need to skim that beforehand and make sure it's not written by a serial. Today, guy. sharks, I've got DocuSkim. It skims your documents and lets you know whether or not they turn threatening. It's, if you get an orange, it's a little threatening. If you get a red, stop reading immediately. Is the document written in cum? Is the document written in blood? You could never know until you use our product. <laughs> Then Mark Cuban's like, here's $2 million. I'm going to need that. Uh, uh, yeah, but personally, I'm out because someone could make fun of you and say, docu-scam. <laughs> so, <laughs> goodbye. Oh, do they get do they get denied based off stupid names? Anything oh, will yeah. get you denied in the tank, dude. You don't know what's going to happen <laughs> the in the tank. tank. Oh, God, is that you or is that them? Okay, how about this? We do a version of this show called Shark Taint. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and we decide. what's going on? We would decide. We would decide whether or not you could sell your taint online. <laughs> okay, maybe we should pitch this to the sharks. All right, sharks. Uh, inspired by hey, your great Mark show, Cuban, would you buy my taint? <laughs> okay, how about this? Like, I want to. <laughs> how about tainted windows instead of tinted? Windows? <laughs> okay. We, our team, our exclusive team of fat men, rub their taints. <laughs> 
on your car window. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's even physically possible. <laughs> do some yoga. We'll get there. Some fat gymnasts, I guess. Okay. Yeah. We do uh sure. we do tainted windows for church, but they all only feature sharks. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess John Lithgow's point here. He drugs the uh, the nanny and the and the kids, and I guess yep. the idea is he bugs the house, which he uses sometimes, but not really. Because again, he bugs the house, and this is also where he makes the video of him pretending to. Oh right, of course, with yeah. the hatchet to the <laughs> children's yes. heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is yeah. when this movie, by the way, after Aryan Warrior Showdown, has turned into a fucking psychological thriller. Welcome to this part of the movie. Yeah, it's almost like we're just going to now start talking about a completely different movie. Because the the guy, uh, uh, the councilman friend is like, all right, I'm going to go off and uh, deposit this right to the bank. And like, uh, what do you call it? Kevin Pollock is like, you want a police escort? He's like, this is my neighborhood. Nothing could ever happen to me here. Oh, man, come on. Yeah, I know. I, I Not that there Kevin is a Pollock hilarious. There's a hilarious thing, though. And this is... This was the one time the movie faked me out. I thought I thought I had this movie dead to rights at this moment because this guy is like they get all the whole thing. They're very celebratory right here because the 10K that John Lithgow gives them puts them over the top for the community center. So the guy's going to make the drop at the bank and he's like all excited about, you know, the things that can come and Denzel Washington, you know, he should be the mayor and blah, blah, blah. And he goes to, he's getting in the car and he goes, city hall, here we come. (laughs) My question is how does this guy not blow up in that car? Yeah, great question. That is, that is a seconds before a car bomb line. If I've ever heard it. Well, that's, I mean, he is only talking about how much he loves Denzel Washington for the next, like for the last, 20 minutes of his life it's just him being like <laughs> oh man we're gonna be in the we're gonna be in the big house and we're gonna be in the state house and then the president's mansion oh god i fucking love him oh god oh god maybe i maybe i'll marry him maybe i could get him to leave his wife i don't know maybe <laughs> i mean maybe the, someday it, i could do it i don't know who knows it is it is important to know that he is in that locker room scene so he's seen that fucking slippery dick that's for sure yeah. <laughs> totally that's absolutely true even when um, he's going up to the bank where kim gets him uh well kim and john lithgow get him like he's still being like, ah, fuck it, state house. God, I fucking love him. I love him so much. And he's <laughs> putting it in the fucking Dropbox. Uh, yeah, and then this dude Kim comes out of nowhere, like, oh hey man, he's got a great line that's like, fuck off, I got business here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then Lithgow uh, gives him a little the old chloroform, and we find him. He's hanging in his office in like he looks like he went to a a, a Rocky Horror Picture Show because it's got, he's got yep. the corset on and the fishnets. I'm like, oh, this yep. guy's just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do the time warp and got a little too excited. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he is hanging from a fan, mm. which is the problem. Uh, yes, and he's dead, and like Kevin Pollock calls up Denzel Washington, and there's a note, and it's like, and it's it, it's this note where it's it, it's like, it's, uh, insane. it's like, yes, uh, I couldn't take it anymore. All those things we did in Florida will haunt me till I'm with, dead. With all those things we did with those kids yeah. in yep. Florida. And like and like you know blah 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 I can't take it anymore I kill myself and like you know the the idea is like oh my god who 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 either impersonated his writing or and it's the thing that comes up often is like somebody made him write this like there is no way you're gonna make me write my own suicide note where I out myself as a pedophile friend yep try yep. again yep totally dude you are just gonna have to hang me from that ceiling uh, fan or shoot me in the head or I whatever don't, I don't know what. You got some torture methods that might, they pull a fingernail out. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what if I ask nicely? 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you are right, here's the thing. If you're writing your own suicide, like you gotta, I know it's like it's seconds before you're gonna die. So like, you, I know there's a lot on your plate, but like, try to think clearly for a second and be like, oh well, I'm gonna write my own suicide note. I can kind of see what's going on here. They have also changed me into fishnet stockings. <laughs> or did maybe they, did they, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have happened after yeah. they killed him. But it's like. Maybe I'll write not in my handwriting <laughs> because if in fact the message of these murderers is you have to out yourself as a child molester, I am going to fake do bad handwriting. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Because like if this dude's memory, I don't care how this movie ends up, they are remembering this dude Councilman Ferris was fucking <laughs> hanging himself from the ceiling fan in his office in fishnet stockings and was a child. Okay, you, you know what? Children is spelled with a K. I know that. You know what? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. But I'm almost out of paper here and patience. They also left magazines with his body. Yeah, there are some weird uh, yes. props from, you see. Right, I was like, where'd but, you get those from? They're faded, like they're from the 1960s. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, the maybe, dude, they trade them around. Maybe John Lithgow found it in the woods. <laughs> but it was one of them was called Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's like a little boy pornography thing. His, the DA gets the the female DA gets really involved here. She starts doing an interview, and all of a sudden, the fucking guy from Seinfeld is there. And I'm like, "What are you doing here?" And there's a line, and again, like, just don't even do this in your movie. He's like, "Well, ever since you became part of the DA's office, I'm like, would you stop already, movie? <laughs> it's too much. It's too much for me to keep it yeah. keep together." Because th- they uh, also say that uh, he was he embarrassed uh, Denzel Washington embarrassed this guy on the night strangler case, which I first heard as knife strangler. This guy's strangling people with knives. <laughs> that would be interesting to see. <laughs> I keep trying uh, to strangle them, but they keep bleeding. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is, the guy from Seinfeld here, uh, Junior Mint Man embarrassed himself in the Night Stalker case because everyone could see him waving the white <laughs> handkerchief in defeat. I just don't know what to tell you. He just keeps on killing butchers. <laughs> All the butchers in the lane. Anybody with a knife, they're done. It's a knife strangler. Um, so yeah, and then they're like, you know, they're really interrogating him. Like, well, what did you guys do in Florida? And it's like, nothing. And there's a picture of them with some kids. And it's like, oh shit, it looks pretty bad for Denzel. Yeah, I, there, there was... Stuff about this that confused me like how does john lithgow know about the florida trip and did the audience know about this florida no no no, trip? no we didn't know about the florida because trip they all. they speak about it as if we were supposed to have heard about it beforehand and it was a little confusing it could have been just a deleted scene or just again like this movie is so fucking spring-loaded like there's no room for anything other than the craziness I mean, Which I could have just thing. been, I, I, I could have missed the line while cheering for something insane <laughs> that was happening. Um, but, like, they speak about this Florida trip as if, like, the audience was supposed to know that Denzel and this dude Ferris went to Miami for something. Or, so then, or I, mean, I mean, Earl might be just that good that he did the research that much. Yeah, could be. he just knows. So the next thing is Denzel gets dropped. Him and uh, Kevin Pollock go for some beers because they're upset about their friend being dead. Uh, and Denzel gets dropped off and then gets immediately uh, picked up by John Lithgow and Kim. And like, oh, this is an interesting surprise in this film. This is a great moment. Like he, they like speed up on Denzel Washington, and then he get John Lithgow gets out of the car, and 
Denzel says Jesus Christ, and John Lithgow says almost. <laughs> I know. And then the the other guy, Kim, like they're getting him in the car or whatever, and he goes, uh, "I bet he shit his pants. I can't wait to look." And I was like, "Nope, I don't need this dude to be some sort of hey. scat enthusiast." Hey, hey, Errol, did you do? You, do you really mean that? Do you think you're Jesus Christ? Do you think you're almost <laughs> Jesus Christ? You think that? You are the beginning and the end. Oh wow, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're easing uh, into the cult thing very easily here. So Denzel wakes up, and this is when there's this arm wrestling scene. That's kind of yeah, something. It's kind of interesting because it's like Lithgow no, like makes himself known to Denzel. That's what's kind of cool about the yes. movie is he's just like, here I am. I'm totally alive and not dead like everybody thought I was. And it's like, here's what we used to do in prison. It's called arm wrestling. <laughs> and again, it's another like explainer thing. And I was like, movie. We know what the Aryan Nation is. We know what fucking arm wrestling is. Yeah. It's 1991. We already saw Over the Top. America was already in love with arm wrestling. This is actually where we get the, it was the beginning of both of our careers. Like, you made me and I made you. Like, the Joker-Batman dynamic. totally, dude. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, and then he fucking, uh, John Lithgow loses. And then he's like, no, you lose. And he injects him with something. A lot of Denzel getting injected. He in injects this movie. him with cocaine and heroin. Yeah. Right. Speedball, Who's right? going on Speedball. a Speedball Express? As we get a line, which is great. <laughs> uh, and so you know, Denzel doesn't come home, obviously. So you know, the, the search is on kind of a thing. Uh, Kevin Pollack embarrassingly is on the case i would have no confidence in my husband's recovery if kevin pollack was on the case and this is when this uh the sex worker shows up and she's like hey man it's gonna be extra 200 extra for the snm stuff and he's like no problem and i'm like it's actually a lot more extra to rape this man like yeah. you know what i mean like it's the snm stuff you want to fucking choke somebody in a dress that's cool but that, that that is 200 bucks but, but raping someone is a different animal it's, but is raping what they that the SNM is referring to because otherwise she's so. just riding him. Yeah, yeah. she's just because she, he's like fucking coked out and whatever. And he's he's saying, I don't want this. I don't want this. Like, yeah, you don't want this, but your Willie wants it. And she's like starting to get on him and stuff. I've injected it's a weird... you with Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we cannot forget to mention that this whole scene yes. is taking place in the deep end of an emptied <laughs> swimming pool. <laughs> Gee, Earl, this is a very weird bachelor party you got going on here. You want me to fuck him in an abandoned pool? Okay, okay. I'm inventing the It Follows monster. Ah. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yes. Listen, my, I mean, my friend has a fetish wherein he says no, 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 but also he wants it badly. Do you believe that? Yeah, it's that sounds so, good. Let's go. Let's do it. This This whole thing is so insane, and they're fucking filming it, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Can't you sort of tell that that's not a room? Yes. And, and like, <laughs> I guess it's when you see the footage of the sex tape, it's, I guess, close enough that maybe you would be fooled by it. But, like, it is hysterical that you're just looking at this empty <laughs> Olympic-sized swimming pool, and John Lithgow has, like, a bed, and there's a nightstand. Like, he's built a whole set <laughs> for this and thing. And you just a big painted three feet on the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> no diving. <laughs> And earlier in the film, like Denzel went out to like lunch or dinner, and he's like aggressively hitting on this waitress. 
Oh, important detail, because Lithgow was, like, recording the conversation. And this is, we didn't mention it when it happened, but this is a really dumb moment in the movie because, like, they're in a back room. It's, like, you know, some political wheeling and dealing kind of a thing, trying to get money for this community center, and he's flirting with his waitress really hardcore, uh, really inappropriate. And Lithgow is, like, on the other side of the wall with, like, a huge, totally obvious, <laughs> like, bright cream-colored earpiece and a wire kind of a thing. And... This is he's insane. just, you realize he's in a bar. And, and if I'm the... like the bartender, I'd be like, what are you doing what? over there? And, oh, I'm listening to the Met game. You're also Crystal... assuming that fucking Denzel Washington isn't going to get lost going to the men's room or something. Yes, and find your ass. He gets crystal clear audio from this, too, which, like, man, I wish I had John Lithgow on, the, on some of these live shows. We <laughs> Seriously, where was John Lithgow when we were doing that atrocious Scream 3 recording? Yeah. I, I, I think that basically the idea is he's he probably hired the waitress and wired her. Maybe I guess so. that's like the guess. I mean, again, this is a but total he's fan got fiction. the recording device like right up against the wall, like he's picking a safe. Well, I don't know what that's about, but he. But the one of the lines is Denzel says, "I'm the ADA. You gotta do what I say." Yes, and that's and- what they edit into the sex tape. So he wakes up, uh, they like drop him off somewhere, and like he wakes up like totally high on heroin. He goes to the hospital. Um, and like his wife is like, what the fuck has been going on? Kind yeah, what of a, a lightweight. What are you, Maureen Dowd? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, honey. I'm sorry. I should have told you this earlier. I have a nemesis. Um, <laughs> yes. He's trying to kill me. He'll probably try to kill you and the kids. We'll probably lose one of them, if I'm being honest with you. I can't do this forever. <laughs> it's sort of weird also. Like This part of the movie kind of forgets about the part wherein Denzel is definitely under investigation for being a child molester. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like too many balls for the movie to juggle, so it's like, ah, whatever. So that guy's... Poor Ferris's whole life is ruined for nothing. Yeah. Oh, that guy's. I, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Like that guy is completely disgraced forever for no reason. Like again, like it, it doesn't matter. Like again, like if, it, it would be one thing if John Lithgow kept with the child pornography thing with Denzel. Like that would be something. But but I guess like then you just have a whole fucking movie where this dude is trying to prove you're a child molester and like that's I don't uncomfortable. Oh, no, I don't want to watch that either. I agree. <laughs> you just you just put it like fucking uh, uh, Denzel Washington goes to Ferris's grave and then like Ferris's son comes over and spits on. It. <laughs> <laughs> um so he wakes up and he's like yeah the 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 guy's like yeah the doctor's like yeah you're you're high on cocaine blah 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 he's like they injected me and they're like who injected you he's like blake did it blake's dead and that's kind of like the movement of this is like he keeps saying yeah. it's blake it's blake it's blake blake is dead at some point denzel oh, well he he recalls uh a logo that he saw on the side of the swimming pool yes that's like two dolphins or something and he's like oh kevin pollock what was that fucking hotel that had two dolphins fucking as their logo and he's like oh it's this hotel and denzel like is leaving the hospital and the reporter is there and all this other media and he's like no 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 like follow me i'm gonna take you i'm gonna show you this empty swimming pool where they fucking like held me hostage blah 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 and he marches the media into this hotel swimming pool room. And, like, there's an old person, like, aqua size thing going on. Yeah. My question is how the fuck John Lithgow got that pool filled up overnight. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> At that point, you have to ask the sex worker to help you. You know, be like, all right, here's the money for the sex. Could you also help me get this bed out of here? Like, I just need some hands. I need oh, some bodies. Moving, move, moving a bed, honey. That's going to be another 200 bucks. <laughs> I just raped that ADA. That's going to be an extra four grand. Progresso, Chlorine. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it also comes uh, in a can. 
Oh, it would have, <laughs> you have to open it up. Uh, so whatever, uh, the ADA is like really hot. The, the district attorney's office is really pissed at him because this this turns into this whole media frenzy because like he's like, come with me, the media. I'm going to prove my innocence. Everyone goes like, well, no one was here. It's a regular pool. So I guess he did just do heroin and is also <laughs> probably a child molester. Yep. I mean, and, well, I mean, the case is not strengthened by the fact that the DA calls up uh, and is like, oh, yes. oh Denzel uh, Washington, by the way, dude, you totally have the clap. <laughs> yes, I love that detail. <laughs> his wife is like, he goes up to his wife, he's like, listen, honey, yes, they did also, they had this woman have sex with me, but I didn't want it, it's, it's nothing. And she goes, well, maybe you didn't want it, but you got the clap, so a couple of inches of you wanted it. And it's yeah. like, ew, and you don't know how that works. Relax. It's another his fucking dick joke though yes. dude because it's not a couple mm-hmm. she goes i know several inches yeah. of you that wanted it and i was like lady even in this moment of pure hatred for this man you're talking about how huge a schlong <laughs> is and Look, i love i already it. want to have sex with him lady you don't have to like sell me here <laughs> i'm here already and this actually kind of comes to nothing where he gets drunk at the tv and starts like just talking nonsense yeah that's what's weird is because like this is where you see that lithgow is like listening and recording but none of this drunken rambling like is used against him later but what's funny is like lithgow is listening in the van and he's just going on these bewildered statements and like lithgow's like i understand i know what you're saying hey man yeah totally this is crystal clear to me (laughs) oh i like this podcast (laughs) it's like you're talking just to me i'm in the room with you now we're best friends. And he goes uh, up, he, it's, it's kind of great because like he wakes up the next morning and you get a classic 90s trope of the, the post-it note that says play me on a VCR. Love it. Yep. Love it. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Also great detail here. Denzel Washington wearing a flamingo pink Man. bathrobe. It's fucking he's living the dream with this bathrobe, yeah. I gotta say. So it's shoved. pretty great. He's running down <laughs> the street and like He's just like with a gun and he's just like barreling down to go find his wife and kids. Right. And they just, they, it stops. The camera stops for a moment. He goes by. And then Kim, like in like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon, like comes out like, <laughs> I got the real tape, knock, knock, and like fucking runs back to put it in the fucking tape. Right. So the first tape we see is Lithgow with the hatchet at the children. And, and he runs upstairs and they're not there. So he's running to their like recital or some shit with a it's gun like a, and a d- bathrobe. And it's like, dude, take the fucking d- tape. Don't leave it at yes, all. Yes, you need to take you the tape. Seriously. You already know someone broke into your house. Exactly. But, and also, I don't know, man. I know your family's in danger, but let's put some pants yep, on. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but, don't fucking hurt uh, yourself. By the way, drunkenly pissing yourself at a Roy Orbison uh, tribute at the Grammys is bad, but you know what's worse? Is fucking assaulting a clown <laughs> at a yeah. public spaces event with your children. Uh, yeah, this is pretty embarrassing, oh, you, think, you, you think he's going to hang himself when Lady Gaga gets an award? Probably. That's probably how this all ends. <laughs> Oh, because that because her sad. manager was mean to him. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. <laughs> that's just love, man. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, yeah, so he tackles this clown. This dude's like, please don't shoot me in the face. I'm just a clown. And I was like, hey, man, that is not a deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> just an FYI. That's a 50-50 on whether or not that's a successful deterrent. He also does it in a very clownish manner. It's like, look, I'm a clown. And yeah. it's like, yeah, totally. no, now you're dead. 
And then he's like, he gets hauled back into the DA's office. Like, listen, I've got the tape. I'll show that Blake is alive, is alive right here. He hits the play button and oops, it's him having sex with that prostitute. And like, this is when you know it's fucked up because his mouth isn't moving. He's got like heroin face and you hear like, you always do what the DA says. It's like the fuck. That's, it's like the yeah. penguin in Batman Returns. Like yes. a harp from hell. <laughs> like a harp from hell. You're totally right, dude. I'm watching this and I'm like, how is this woman falling for this shit? Like, his mouth is not moving. He's like fucking passed out. And it's clearly just a dub. Like, it, you know, and again, you're we're nitpicking like a thing that doesn't matter for the movie. But like, it's just so sloppily done. I was like, guys... That's not real. It's like all these jackasses that fall for fucking what? Trump campaign and, videos. And is it so much worse? Like, if you yes. just had the footage of him fucking yes. this lady, what is so much? Why did you have to have the audio, the the, the avant garde audio overlay? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we also cut now. Uh oh, it's on national television. We're showing this dude's full on sex nope. tape with barely a black bar on this lady's nipples. Dude, there are like a couple of little black dots over her nipples, and like you and know, the and, and like zone. ass crack. Yeah. Like, at, like you're watching, uh, like 1999 E Entertainment Television at 11:30. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a commercial for a Girls Gone Wild video, and I'm like, this would not air on the six o'clock news. I know we're cynical, yada yada, but holy shit, <laughs> he has a hilarious line though when he puts that tape in. He goes, "Bingo." proof and then it just cuts to the fucking hysterical and his whole thing here is he's like oh i uh, uh well you know what we got to back up a little bit this isn't it and i was like what do you mean back up this tape what are you talking about uh oh the damn kids are always fucking around with my vcr yeah let me just and play with just... the tracking like you see, oh there's a lighthouse there in the corner <laughs> that is where blake is mm -hmm. oh there's a dead horse on the beach that's where he is so go get him he gets suspended pollock shows up to him and is like hey man i found out that blake is probably alive and he's actually going to this white nationalist bookstore if we catch him right now this is where kevin pollock dumps all of the uh denzel paraphernalia on the floor including that uh the all the doctored pornography which it's like kevin pollack do your friend a favor and tell literally anyone else but him about this <laughs> yes, as well exactly yep. great point you know, yep, go, to the, exactly. go to the chief of police and go to his boss and be like listen this is all this information i've got i know that he's doing all this stuff yeah but no it's just the two of them they go they beat up this uh uh white nationalist dude that's kind of fun but um, oh my god dude there is a fucking great actually you know what i gotta say i don't care for his impressions i think he's a pretty witty guy overall sure. and it proves it right here because kevin pollack has a great line where denzel is beating the shit out of this nazi and it's fucking awesome and this other the nazi is like hey mate goes to kevin pollack he's like hey man why don't you help me out here or whatever and kevin pollack goes sorry mine fuhrer i'm off duty <laughs> Awesome. I had a good laugh well, there. Yeah, and Blake apparently is going to pick up two passports there at some point. Yes. So that, that's why they're there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's beating him up. And then, like, for some reason, we run outside. And this is when Kevin Pollock gets fucking. It is. Oh. It's on par with Jim Belushi and Thief. It's really good. Oh. Yes, that's totally correct, dude. If it was in slow motion, it might be the same exact scene, <laughs> more or less. Like, they shoot Kevin Pollock to ribbons. It's great. It's a super murder. <laughs> super murder. <laughs> um, uh, and then, like, and then, of course, John Lithgow goes, "Hey, catch!" And Denzel catches the gun, and like, yep, and, it's, oh. and it's empty. And he's like, "Now your bullet, your now your fingers are all over the, the whatever." It's like your prints are on the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because he's he, you see him like yeah. ripping off the plastic gloves, and this is, uh, let me tell you, like. There has to be some afterlife penalty for a soul that has a dumbass final <laughs> line while they're alive because Kevin Pollock like falls over and Denzel's like, oh, you know, stay with me. Don't, you know, don't go, don't go. And he's like, well, I got to tell you, Denzel Washington, it turns out you were right. John Lithgow is alive. Otherwise, how could he kill me? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to Die having been murdered, and my last lines are a bad joke. Yes, that's not. You know, <laughs> the fact that you waste your last breath on that is fucking sad. It's also pro- they say earlier like he's got this fiance. How about like tell Rebecca I love her? One of no. those, totally. drop one or of those like, in there, or like get him or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure, totally. No, here's a fucking killer gag to go. You know out what? My, on. Me and my father's twenty-year uh, grudge. Tell him it wasn't worth it, and I love him. How about yeah. one of those? You know, like. <laughs> Something. Let me tell you about how my friend and partner for many years died. It's a howler. <laughs> so this is kind of like the end of the movie here. So he yeah. knows he's, he's going to get arrested for the death of his partner. He goes. We, we we don't. He he runs to his house and he's like, "Listen, guys, I know you guys hate me because you think I'm this philandering asshole. You got to do also a child molester. Oh, also yeah. probably a child molester. Let's just go to this crack house and we'll all be okay." Kind of a situation. It's kind of funny because, like, you see him make the call to Ice-T before he goes to the house, and then he's, like, trying to get the wife to pack up the kids and everything like that. He's like, you know, Allison, get in the car. doesn't matter. And the news has the story on of, like, discovering Kevin Pollock's body. <laughs> Denzel Washington just throws the TV on the floor. It's li- like, can't find the remote. Don't want my wife to hear this. Better just throw the TV on the ground and break it. And this movie is like, if you were making an Arnold Palmer and you had all, you, know, you just put a little drop of iced tea and way too much lemon, and you're like, oh, that's not, oh, I need more iced tea. And you start fucking dumping a bunch of iced tea in at the end <laughs> just to even the ratios out. That is what's happening right now because there is so much iced tea coming up. It's like he goes from a character that was just kind of in the beginning of the movie yes. to like, now that Kevin Pollock's dead, he's the second banana. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he might be third build after, um, and I was shocked I by think that. He, I yeah. think he is actually because it's definitely, there's the poster is definitely the three yeah, of them. Yes. It's Denzel Washington, John Lithgow, and Ice-T all at the top. Take that, Kevin Pollock. Uh, so like, uh, you know, basically his wife, he, you know, Ice-T explains to his wife, like, listen, I would do anything for this guy, even though I don't really respect him, but he keeps me honest, something, something. Don't worry, you guys are going to be okay. And then it's like, okay, let's do the plan. Cut to John Lithgow and Kim in this S&M club. And <sighs> like, guys, it's too late. It's just, it's way too late for no. this to be in the movie. You can't have a scene <laughs> that takes place in the first 15 minutes of a Blade movie <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end of your Denzel Washington you cop movie. You know what? Movie. I'm going to disagree with this because uh-huh. I feel like it woke me up. No, not, not that I was asleep at all because this movie's a nonstop thrill ride, but it continues to be a nonstop thrill ride because I'm like, Holy hell, what is all this? I mean, there's just there's nudity everywhere all of a sudden. I'm like, what? I mean, if you are going to do this, you might as well just put like a hologram go go dancers all over the place. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. to, I mean, who cares at this point? You know, I was expecting a robot bartender yep. of some kind. <laughs> What'll you have, John Lithgow? <laughs> I mean, also, it's crazy because like this whole sequence with this insane club is like less than two minutes long and like. You cannot have this wild of a space 
and I can't see it for at least a full length scene. But also the idea is what it what it is is it's your classic movie thing where two characters go to a bar and some mm-hmm. the, the news report is important and some character goes, Hey, turn that up. But meanwhile, it's a fucking nutso sex club, which does <laughs> not play the fucking six o'clock news. <laughs> totally. Dude, they are they are like there are VHS tapes on loop yes. of other quote unquote movies. And when when I go to a crazy ass sex club, my one of my kinks is watching Chuck Scarborough and Sue Simmons <laughs> yeah. do the fucking six o'clock news. 100%. And what the fuck are you looking at, indeed? Because yeah, what you're doing is more of a private. Because like he tells them to turn it, because Denzel Washington is on top of the of Ice T's building, mm-hmm. uh, and he yes. is ranting. Now, I think Busted has enough material for two years <laughs> after this rant he's got here. Oh, totally, dude. There's there's gonna be several specials. Like I don't know. Like I I understand that at the end he's like, yeah, I was I was framed and all this stuff. But I would still have to explain this rant where I'm like, yeah, I'm a child pornographer. Yeah, I fucked that guy. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I killed a hundred people. Whatever. Yeah, like yeah. he just goes on. Yeah, he's admitting to all the things that John Lithgow did, and John Lithgow goes, no, no, because the idea is he's got to go to jail and suffer like John Lithgow suffered. So he runs down to the—he knows where this crack house is, apparently. He gets there immediately, and and everyone can hear what Denzel is talking about. I guess he's got a bullhorn or something. It's it's insane. He starts putting on makeup at this point. And uh, I, I mean, like, this is now a crazy thing where, like, Denzel, in this Denzel— Lithgow Batman Joker relationship. Now Denzel is becoming the Joker. Yes. Like screaming on this rooftop, putting the lipstick on, laughing maniacally. Like, I don't think, you know, I, I've seen a good chunk of Denzel Washington movies. Like, a lot of this more recent stuff where it's kind of just the same action movie 12 times I haven't watched. Sure. But, like, this is kind of the craziest performance I've ever seen him give. I don't know if there's anything well, nuttier out there, but this he, was crazy. I mean, the way he act, like he acts like he hasn't been jerking off until Denzel Washington is in prison. Like that's <laughs> when he's going to do it because he gets like a real sexual thrill. If he's like, yes, yes, take him in. Yes, do. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to kill himself. No. No, and like that's what he says. He goes, "You can't die. You have to live. You have to suffer for years and years." And meanwhile, Ice T's gang is aware of a who John Lithgow is. I guess they have photographs at some point, and who Kim is because they like they knock out Kim immediately. Oh, it's kind of great. They just fucking take this little turd down, (laughs) and John and Denzel jumps down some emergency chute while the building explodes and it's because not even the a... end of the movie everybody Insane. dude he throws a road flare yes. into ice t's <laughs> drug lab yeah. blowing it up while he jumps it's a it's a shoot for like if the building is under construction it's you see a similar thing in home alone yes, too yeah. where like a building is under construction and you have like a thing you can safely throw it down the shaft and it'll fall into a dumpster sure. so then while people who were alive when John Lithgow was like brought in on live TV the thing that everybody saw hundreds of people see him hanging out in front of this fucking building and are like <laughs> Wonder who that fella is. He looks nice. Yeah, and not and the, the idea like Ice T helping, sure, but he's also like, and you could take my entire business yeah, and blow exactly. it up. Please do that. Yeah, a million dollars in fucking crack cocaine and the building that I've been using pretty effectively. No problem, dude. You owe me one. I feel like that phone conversation where when he calls Ice T before he goes back to the house to throw the television on the floor. I think like. 
that must have been a much longer scene yes. where Denzel negotiates with Ice T to like change his ways a little bit, maybe get out of the crack game or something like that. I was almost like so much so I was thinking about that that I was expecting an epilogue for this movie where like Ice T is working at the community center. Right. That would be You know something. what I mean? Like just this throw out your well, whole drug business tonight. We're gonna get there. This movie needs an epilogue. Sorry guys. There is a great Ice T line when they which should be longer, what you're saying is correct, but he Ice T says, helping you I can mind fuck the mayor police and fire department <laughs> Dude, yes, the idea yes. that he wants to fuck over the fire department is so hilarious to yeah, me. yeah you can oh, fuck man. them all over in one shot it's just so great yeah yeah i, I i'm mad at the mayor for uh, all obvious reasons the police again obvious reasons and yeah the fire department they didn't get that fucking cat out of the tree and he died <laughs> Uh, and there's somewhere around here. There's like I'm just like writing down iced tea lines, but like, yo, you missed the wrong man, motherfucker. That's fucking great. And then this one, ooh, yeah, I know I've, where it's I've, going. I've, I've never seen the trailer for this movie, but if they were smart, they put it in. He goes, "You tried to take away my homeboy's dreams. Now I'm in your nightmares, or some something mm-hmm. like that about dreams and nightmares." And I was like, "Good God, this is amazing." Well, the, uh, John Lithgow picks up a payphone and it's Ice T and he's like you uh he says you, you he says that line about the nightmares and the dreams and he's like you want to find out who has the power come to the tower and hangs up yeah and it's like John Lithgow <laughs> knows he has to go to the tower where the kids were going to be and that's when Denzel has set up this Donkey Kong-esque <laughs> Fight scenario. Oh no, I gotta jump over the springs. Oh my god. And also they have tied this little kid, Kim. He's not a little kid, he's like probably 20 something. They've tied him to the side of this thing like Jesus. Well, and the thing is, like, he's like, hey man, I looked up to you and you're just a blah blah blah. And John Lithgow just kills this guy. Yeah. Right. If I'm Denzel Washington, I'm like, all right, look. Knock that kid out, put him in custody. He can corroborate everything. 100%. Yep, Anything exactly. else I can get away with, but I need Kim to be alive. That's true. And Kim might want to sing the praises and, you know, relive these crimes because he admired um, John Lithgow so much. Exactly. Totally. Like, he basically just sets him up like, I'm totally fine with John Lithgow executing this kid, which you, which makes no sense. Yeah, because you need this kid alive. So. Kim is now dead. John Lithgow climbs up to get the princess. <laughs> with with the line. With the line. Styles, you bastard! Where are you? <laughs> oh, because he is doing a weird... And again, it's totally impossible, but he's like throwing his voice all over the yeah. place because like, as far as Lithgow knows, like Denzel Washington is dead at this point. Yes. And so like he's like, oh, I'm over here, Styles. No, up here. Look over there. And he's like, where are you? And yeah, he's like climbing up this thing. And then like uh, Washington reveals himself. And now we're just fighting on these two metal towers, which we, is just so crazy. We arm wrestle at the top of this tower. Yes. Oh, dude, this is insane when they do this arm wrestle. And Lithgow puts John or puts a. Uh, Denzel Washington's forearm through this spike at the top of it. This was like a third act moment of gore that I did not see coming. It is brutal. Crazy. Yeah. That is like a Terminator type of violence right there. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. It's like two inches of steel going through his arm. Denzel <laughs> should be not human. No. Because he just, he, him taking his hand out of this and then continuing on. But, you know, he's fighting for his life and reputation and so much more. And he's right. got this like harness system, something, something. And then he goes to like Ice T, like 
hit the power now and they electrocute John Lithgow, right. which should be the death of John Lithgow, by the way. It has to be. He would be dead. You'd be dead. Yep. And... No, but instead, <laughs> Earl Talbot Blake runs through the electricity and now he's in every house in Los Angeles. Have <laughs> the electricity gremlin now. Oh, what was that movie we did? Ghost in the Machine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the plot of that, that movie. That is. Came <laughs> by a microwave where there's progresso soup inside. <laughs> um, he gets electrocuted, but he doesn't die. And then Denzel just throws him onto this other spike where he gets impaled, which is pretty cool. Does Denzel toss him off that or does he fall? Oh, good question. Because I think it's like a, he gets electrocuted and is like, whoa, that was something. Because <laughs> he's definitely alive when it happens. Yeah. It's very yes. important. And then I th- I think he's just like, oh, shell shot <laughs> and falls. Because Denzel's already like jumped off the thing at this point yes. not to be electrocuted. And my God, the impaling. Again, I just did not see it coming. It's really it's good. Incredible. It's really Amazing. good. Den- everybody got Denzel's line right here, though? Oh, what's that? You got the point now. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, that's fucking cold. I love it. And and here's the thing. The movie's over with. And like, there's no, like Denzel Washington gets off of this thing and a cop runs up to him and immediately puts a blanket over <laughs> yes, him. I know. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not like you were some fucking hostage, yeah. dude. Like, there are a lot of questions to be answered. Let's back up three weeks to the pedophilia. <laughs> and then that reporter shows up again. Yeah, it was. Yes. He, by the way, he puts up like he needs medical attention immediately. He's going to lose that arm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Dude, you're going to be the fucking one armed district attorney, man. There's a sitcom. Um, yeah, and the reporter shows up and she's like, well, now that you've been exonerated, and they start sh- filming the two deaths of Kim and uh, John Lithgow again, just putting it on the news, totally fine. That's where the news report starts. It's like, and we're live. Two corpses in the same shot. And then it tilts down to the reporter. Like, well, that carnage up there, which you just saw, totally uncensored. The, the blood of Earl Talbot Blake is now dripping on my head. Live. Bye. <laughs> and she's, like, doing the news report. And Denzel, like, just walks into the frame, like, without saying anything, being a real creep here, ruining the broadcast. And she's like, Styles, you can't do that. We're live. And then it just cuts to black, and they keep talking. Yeah, there's some like line, it's a Looney Tune, like like uh, like oh, what's this Channel Eleven or whatever news network she's with? And he was like, nah, and like turns off the, the camera, cap. which is also turning off the movie. Yes, which is yeah. like, I guess so. It really wasn't the news's fault, though. It was the guy <laughs> that like was trying to destroy you, who you just murdered. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's a very bizarre mealy mouth. The well, media these days thing. Well, he killed his first enemy. Now he has to kill his new nemesis, which is them. Who they they have that all that that thing he yelled on top of Ice T's house. They have that on camera. Yeah, that's going to be parsed around. I mean, I think Nick Styles is kind of right here about his, you know, blaming the media because he know, you know, a few years later they're gonna railroad Richard Jewell. <laughs> get ready for uh, it. He's just he's, he saw that coming. Because <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess that's the idea is, but I mean, like, yeah, his life is ruined, ruined. Oh, yeah. sure, totally ruined. Sure. No matter what happens. Do we even know? Yes. Did he get medication for the clap? By the way, to get that clear. There up was a mention what? of penicillin, so I guess. Okay, so, right. but yeah, I think the movie tries to have you believe he's going to be totally exonerated, yes. but it's kind oh, of sure. impossible. I don't know. It is impossible. Uh, yeah. He just murdered two people. I don't know what to tell you, but not only do you have the clap, somehow you have dengue fever. 
<laughs> I don't know where Earl would have gotten that, but it would be rad if they made a sequel now and like he has been in jail for 30 years. <laughs> Like, it did not work out. It's like, he still went to jail after all of it. And then, I don't know, something, something, maybe Kevin Pollock's alive. <laughs> his, his cellmate is Jesse Ventura. Ooh, and the, no, but you know what? Guess what happened? Uh, John Lithgow did, when he got electrocuted, he did become, now he's inside the computers and he knows how to get him. Kind of That's thing. true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using the internet. Oh, wait, Jesse Ventura died, so it'd have to be another wrestler. We should just try to remake the format because what we have here is so get, good. Get, man, get <laughs> mankind in there. Mm. Oh, yeah, Mick Foley could do it, sure. You could film Mick Foley getting stabbed with a sword. Totally. I bet that's fine. <laughs> it should just go through exactly the same motions as the original Ricochet because it's just too good. Uh, speaking of just too good, man, I feel like uh, a little silly asking, but <laughs> shit, would anybody recommend this? Oh, it's it's just the best. It's so silly. It's so stupid. And it does. it is elevated by two really great actors doing really silly performances, both Denzel yeah. Washington and John Lithgow. Not Kevin Pollock, sorry. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's super fun. <laughs> um, it gets crazier and crazier. And even though we outlined all the new- lunacy for you, it's still worth watching. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, Eric? Oh, yeah. This his. I just I love this movie. You put it on and it's like it. you're really taken for a journey and not every movie does that. And now I feel like I, when I watch other movies, they're all failures because I've seen Ricochet. <laughs> Seek it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, one of the most fun movies I've watched in a while. I feel like it does hit that like good canon level violence sweet spot. That was kind of missing mm-hmm. from Toy Soldiers, if I'm being honest here. Uh, I also do think that uh, John Lithgow should start a podcast about soups. <laughs> oh, sure. Just soup think, review. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that. you're looking for new projects these Not, days. I wouldn't trust him. He would always be, oh, you know, it's great progresso. Like, I know where that's coming from, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly not trying any Campbell's But today. if he finds this and he somehow listens to this, we will launch you on our network. Come on yeah. over. Welcome, <laughs> we'll figure welcome it out. to Podcasto Soup. I'm John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Podcasto Soup. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, yeah, man, I'm a total disgrace for, you know, waiting almost three decades to watch this movie. I've been working in and, in and around various parts of the film exhibition industry for 20 years. I've never seen this movie until last night. And goddamn, I'm so glad that I've made up this blind spot. Watch it as soon as you can. I wish there was a 4K release of this special edition. Denzel Lithgow commentary. <laughs> Ice-T commentary only. I would, I, you know, I don't really do bonus features these days. I would do every bonus I, feature of a new special edition of Ricochet. I feel the best you're getting is this is one of those, like, four packs. It's this heart condition, the mighty Quinn, and, like, <laughs> one good one, like, Glory. Well, I think we need to use our combined presence on the internet here and the power of We Hate Movies to make people demand Ricochet mm-hmm. in a new transfer, sure. new release. Absolutely. I'd, I, you know what? This time next year at the New York Film Festival, when they're doing all their restorations, Ricochet needs to be what in What if there. we went on Shark Tank and pitched this? Ooh. <laughs> I don't think we can pitch DVDs. <laughs> It's not a DVD, Steve. Sorry, it's a sorry. 4K disc, Ultra HD. <laughs> Apologies. 
Sorry to all the sharks out there. Uh, that is Ricochet from 1991, directed by Russell Mulcahy. Uh, if you would like more We Hate Movies, of course, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. Like we said, uh, in a couple days from this episode's release, we have a new We Love Movies episode for our subscribers only on Spike Lee's Inside Man, also with the always excellent Denzel Washington. Uh, what do we got going on in the Gleep Glossary this Ooh, month, Eric? Siska? We got Chewbacca's nephew, Lobaka. Oh. It's a great episode. We're very, very drunk, so tune in. <laughs> yeah, then we've also got uh, an animation damnation on Garfield and Friends uh, that's already out. And we've got the, our re-release of the Chudmentary, our very first oh, commentary yeah. of all time, single commentary of the New York-centric classic Chud. That's right. By uh, the way, there will be a commentary track in October. So. Yep, totally. Yes. And this, just to say, because this is coming out like sort of towards the third week of September, I guess, the Chudman Terry will be out at the end of the month, just an FYI. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And I do want to say, uh, we haven't said this in a little bit, FYI, every single dollar that we get for merch sales this year will go to Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter adjacent charities. Go to whmpodcast.com, hit that merch button. There's also a separate link you can click on for Act Blue that you could just, if you want to skip giving us money, which is a great idea, and just donate to those charities directly you could do that as well right but all proceeds we would have received are going to those charities yeah. and by the way speaking of charity come on you know come, come on come on rate and review the show <laughs> iTunes, wherever you get the show if there's an option too there are um there are certain elements in our society trying to take us down a peg on those review boards so have oh, you're it. right uh now steve sadak as always here in we hate movies the show rolls on next tuesday what episode uh, or what film i should say will be part of next week's episode i think i have to say this is the mother of all stay tuned no, it's, it's, it really one. is it's uh -oh. been forever this is and this is also absolutely a thousand percent the most requested title we've ever gotten i guarantee you on our really i've we've looked at these listener requests about things the polls are nuts <laughs> For Cool World, which we're doing next month. Next week. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool World next week. Uh, sexy animation meeting live action so, sexy people. Sexy Gabriel mm -hmm. Byrne. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's got Bradford Pitt in it, too, right? It, it does. does. Is this the first time we'll be covering a movie that Brad Pitt is in on the show? No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we did oh, on the show. Of course. That was, yes, that was on our We Love Movies uh, feed there on Patreon. Is. By the way, great episode if you want some double up the pit next week oh yeah totally there you go uh so until next week when we get a little animated with cool world i'm andrew Jupiter. steven sadak eric sisker chris cabin take it easy That was a HeadGum Podcast.